Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with... T-Rex in the house! Yes, thank you. And yeah. Jake Ellenberger's with us. I'm back. And the, the juggernaut, and we have a special, his, his twin brother, Joe Ellenberger's with us. Woo! Yes. It's, it's, <laughs> the Ric Flair. Uh, it is, it is quite, quite the show. Uh, you know what? Every week I always start off with how my week was, and I'm getting a little sick of myself here. So uh, let's go with uh, T-Rex. How was your week? That was fantastic. Joe? <laughs> Joe, how was your weekend? You know, it was relaxing. Um, it was nicer. Nebraska, it was snowed. Here, much better. Oh, thanks, Joe. We appreciate it. So <laughs> thanks for the weather update. I, I, I appreciate you telling like us. Al the... Roker. Yes. Jake, yeah. how was your week? I have, a, I have a Yahoo application, so I don't need to hear about uh, it. was good. It was good. I, you know, training is, is always intense, but, you know, it's kind of cool to just relax. Uh, my brother's been in town, so, you know, we've been just been enjoying the enjoying the weather, you know, hitting the beach, relaxing. So Is he, is he staying with you? He is. Now, uh, now uh, I, we've heard, like, lots of great stories about you two growing up about how you guys had epic fights and and you two as well as adam who's the, the other brother that you mm. guys have uh now a lot of the fans want to know who would win those fights uh some people are saying it's, it's joe J- uh, since he wrestled b- before you did uh other people are saying jake has the weight advantage can you do you have any, any epic fight we, stories yeah oh yeah we we've had um you know we've had a lot of battle royals between the, you know these three-way battle royals break you know windows have broke i'm sure my mom could probably tell you a lot of stories of her kicking us out of the house but uh i don't even yeah i we we started fighting since we could walk we were fighting each other but um one time i put joe's head through the uh the drywall <laughs> like he, i had him like in a in like a you know like a ddt like and, and, and literally sat back and put his head through some drywall. So no, I actually read that you guys started wrestling in the fourth grade because your, your dad was like, "Enough of this shit." You know, you guys have to. You have, you're fighting way too much. Then you guys found out it wasn't WWF wrestling, and then you guys quit immediately. Quit, and then went, and then he went back to real wrestling. Is that is that, is that correct? Yeah, we actually uh, never even started. It was like, yeah, we'll wrestle, and, and then we figured out, like, we heard before we even got there that it wasn't WWF, and we were like. <laughs> Not doing that. We'll just go downstairs in the basement and just wreck the whole place and do the WWF thing down there. Um, so then, you know. but, but, but then you went back to it, though. Yeah, in seventh grade, um, well, if you saw me in seventh grade, I couldn't run, jump, uh, walk, chew gum, stuff like that at the same time. And so wrestling kind of just fit. And you won one match, I hear, in I seventh was, grade. Yeah, I think I was like one in like 15 or something. Which is amazing because uh, in high school, then you were the Nebraska State Champion. By the time you were in high school, yeah, that was like four years later. But yeah, I just just kept with it. Um, you know, I n- n- didn't get any faster. <laughs> I couldn't jump any higher. Um, so yeah, just you know, wrestling fit. And, uh, How is the wrestling scene in in, uh, in, in no, no, Nebraska? Is it like Iowa? Is it? Um, yeah, back back when I was even in high school, it was it was pretty tough. Nebraska was you know top ten state probably in the U.S. as far as producing you know Fargo champs and stuff. Um, 
You know, and every year is real hit and miss. The, the problem is, is we still have four classes, and so like there's four different state champs, and so there'd be a kid that was like a three-time state champ for Nebraska, who would come to California and just get mopped up by a kid that got like seventh, because there's yeah. only one class in the whole. I don't know why states state? do that. Same either. with Maine. Crazy. Like I, I won the Maine Class D state champion, mm-hmm. and then the class, then they have like they're all everyone wrestles each other. It just became, became this whole thing. Now uh, I, we have to we have to know like Jake has a uh, you know we've. Discussed, you know, over the week, over the weeks, Jake's having a really tough time getting laid. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hasn't gotten laid in uh, months, according to him. I'm not sure if I'm buying the story, but did he ever get any puss growing up? Hold on. Hold on. Meanwhile, Joe is having numerous babies. Yes. So, <laughs> so, 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 so number two, actually. Number two. Now, yeah, is yeah. It, was, was Joe he, was like Arnold Schwarzenegger, and you're like Danny DeVito. Yeah. yeah was <laughs> he, now, was he like this in high school? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He uh, was kind of a little punk, you know. So like. <laughs> I don't know. I, I let him kind of hang out with me every now and then. So. Oh, that was very nice of you. Yeah, but he still never got me. Never, never got. Now, last weekend, have, did anything change, or is your streak going still? As far as, as what are you talking about? As 29 as, years and counting. At 29 yeah. years, the virgin Jake Ellenberger. Now, people were saying that your walkout song should be like a virgin. That that was people were saying that on like Twitter. But I, you know. Please do that. Please do that. Now, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure what it's going to be, but it's not going to be that one. So, <laughs> so how's training with for Robbie Lawler, by the way? How's it's, how, it's really good, actually. It's um, everything's great. You know, I really, I really had a lot of focus with with working with Edmund and Glendale, and um, he he's been fantastic as far as strategy goes. So, you know, skills are skills are sharpening every day. You know, things are going really good. I feel good. It just you know, overall, um, I couldn't be you know more more ready for for this fight. You know, you know, a lot of people. A lot of people are focusing on Robbie, and yeah, he sure he's a dangerous guy. If you stand in front of him, of course he's going to be dangerous, you know. So, but at the same time, it's like I'm the same way. I felt like I've been the same way my whole career. If you stand in front of me, you know, I have I have no power to, you know. To yeah, you have ridiculous out. power. I mean, uh, you you put people put people to sleep than Brittany Palmer. Uh, so have you had your? Uh, <laughs> by the way, Brittany's mad going to be mad at me for saying that. Uh, by the way, the beautiful Amber Nicole is just uh, is sitting in with us right now. Amber Nicole Miller just joined us. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. Uh, uh, this is, here's, here's your microphone. Uh, okay. Gorgeous. <laughs> our, our our room of uh, four dudes just got much, or five dudes, including DJ. Uh, just DJ's actually putting on hair gel as as, as we speak. So <laughs> product now. Yeah. Adam, how was your weekend? <laughs> my my weekend was good. I was in El Paso doing stand up comedy, and uh, the shows were great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like 90 percent Mexican, and they they want to laugh. They are the the best. <laughs> Audiences in the world are Mexican audiences. Um, thank you, thank really? you for thank you for taking turning off your phone. Very professional podcast here that we run. Uh, however, it was uh, as far as girls go, it was not very. Uh, it was you know there was a couple of cute girls. There was one girl that was like, eh, I was on the fence. Should I hook up with her or not? It was. Then she told me she was actually on her, on, her, on her period, which is better actually because I, I didn't want to have sleep with her, but I wanted other things. So then, so then but, you went um, down the old dirt road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. It wasn't, you know, it was one of those, wow. yeah, exactly, the dirt road. But, but, but they say, you know, when you're on the road, you know, there's a, thing, there's a thing called road pussy back, you know, and that's one of those things where it's like you just have to lower your standards. And I was debating, should I lower my standards? Does uh, that change by, like, your location, where you go? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I walk out of the house. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like an Omaha, a, a 10 LA, and a, you know, like a, a negative 4 LA is like a 10 in Omaha. So like, you know, like one of those things, like Amber Nicole would, would be like, you know, the hottest girl in LA and in Omaha, she'd probably be, they put her in like a zoo. So that she, they, like, so that way she would 
can That's escape. Traffic would stop. <laughs> yeah, so there was a lot of a lot of porn watching. And, and what, what I was, I, I mean, it's funny about porn. I was thinking about this was that how accessible it is. I mean, you could you could Google X hamster and porn will come up. You know, I have. It's a real porn site. So. And wow. but when, when I was a kid, if I wanted to watch porn, you had to go through like National Geographics. That that was <laughs> that was what I did when I was growing up. I have to look through my parents and look at like girls from Africa. And, that, and that's why you don't like black girls now. That's probably what happened <laughs> no. with Anthony Johnson too. <laughs> oh my well, that's why every time I saw Dikembe Mutombo play basketball, I got a boner. You know, so wow. it was one of those. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Nothing here. <laughs> So yeah, that was my weekend. It was uh, it was one of those things. Where was, uh, but we've got to talk about Joe for a sec because uh, Joe Ellenberger uh, is a, a hero. The guy's been through. The guy's been through. Okay, I'm reading about you. So you're 13 and 0. You're 27 years old when this happened, correct? 20. Uh, yeah, 26. 26. Yeah. All right. Let me get this. So from what I understand, you're you're getting tired in your training camp. Something's going on, which is normal. I I, I get tired thinking about training. You know, <laughs> so you're getting tired. Things aren't are kind of going. Uh, and then you go to the doctor and you figure, okay, get your blood and you think maybe you 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 have mono. First, let me let me explain a little something about Joe. He Joe is one of those guys. Is he will not go to the doctor unless like he's about to die. Like he's not going to go to the doctor for if he's sick or this and that. He, he's very stubborn. Um, so some things were bothering him, and I think his girlfriend and his wife now, but girlfriend at the time was like, "You need to go to the doctor." He's like, "Fine." Does the whole thing. So were you not sleeping with her? Was that was she was sort of like the sex drive was down? <laughs> no, I mean if my arm was like hanging off, I'd probably just try and tie it back to my body. I don't like going to doctor. You, you just, just hate doctors. There. Well, you got to sit there forever, and then you wait on them, and then you go in there, and then half the time they're like, "You're all right," or "Hey, have, here's some pills." Go home with this five hundred dollar bill. I have a great medical marijuana doctor, by the way. He, he drives a uh, Scooby Doo van. So, so, so finally, you're like, you're like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go to the doctor. I'm sick, and then you. So then, what happens is you go there, and they tell you you have some crazy disease, and you're not going to live for another couple of more years. Correct? What? Yeah. Well, yeah, so well, I guess right away the first time I went to the doctor, they did blood work, and they said, yeah, this is normal, and you're not normal on any scale ever for any of this stuff. And so we don't know what you have. And I was like, okay, I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't either. So now we're on the same page. Right. Um, so they sent me to a hematologist and then they actually did a bunch of blood work there. Not, don't know what it is. So they finally sent a bunch of stuff, I think to the Mayo Clinic or something over there in Rochester, Minnesota. And then they're the ones that diagnosed me. And then they got the information back. And funny enough, they, the lady calls me and they're like, you're gonna have to come in. And I'm like, I'm not coming back in. I feel fine. Right. <laughs> I'm not coming back in. So I promise you. I'm sorry. Not back in. And they're like, um, all right. And, and so like I'm it's negotiating like, on the phone. the phone. Yeah, I'm negotiating on the phone with her. I'm like, I'm not coming back in. That's it. Never again. So just tell me what I have. And like, I don't think we can. I don't think we're allowed to do that. And so they're talking to other, you know, the doctor. So you're having a standoff with a doctor yeah, on the phone. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm walking to wrestling practice in Kearney because you can walk everywhere and it's like a city like twenty five thousand. Anyway. Um, so I'm walking there. So finally, they're like, I don't know. He's not going to come in, so we might as well just tell him. And so they told me, you have paroxysmal nocturnal hemoglobinuria. Say that again. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> uh, okay, I like, got pills or something that I can two weeks? get rid yeah. of this? Yeah. We get in two weeks and, or what? <laughs> and they're like, not really. And so I'm like, all right, well, thanks. And I hang up. And I'm on my way to wrestling practice. You hang up on the doctor. You, you, <laughs> he tells you you have, you have this... Paranoxal yeah. Dima Hamatobia or something. Yeah. You say thank you and hang up the phone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then then would, do they call back? 
Looking, yeah. Well, if I was on the way to wrestling practice, so then I actually text um, my wife, who was in ner- girlfriend at that time, was in nursing school. So like maybe she knows what that is. I've you know. So I'm like trying to figure out what what he just said, and and I figured out it was P N H. So I was like, okay, I just you know that's yeah. I, I can't imagine there's a lot of stuff that has those three initials. So yeah, I, I mean I've heard of H P V, but all right, go, yeah. all, right, all right, go on. So I send that to her, um, and then some of my other family members, Jake, and then I go to wrestling practice. So my phone's in my locker. I'm working out. You know, it's like a two-hour ordeal. So then I come back, and then, of course, I have some calls from the doctor, messages, and then I got, like, 30 texts and messages from my girlfriend. Girlfriend, yeah. Yeah, Like, the messages are, like, crying. Oh, my gosh, like, what? And I'm like, what is going on? And so then I was still at the the school, so I was about the computer real quick and kind of Googled it. And, yeah, like, I think the first... Statistic or thing, it says it's like most people get diagnosed between ages, you know, adult male, twenty to twenty-nine. Most live till they're thirty. Wow. And I was like, ooh, probably should have. Uh... So then I called the doctor back. I should have hung up on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, sorry about that. Now, when you, when you, after, I'll see you tomorrow. After, after, <laughs> after, now, did you go to wrestling practice still, or no? Did you say no? You know, it was, what? It was after practice. Oh, after. So, oh, yeah, so you still went to wrestling practice. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a dedicated wrestler right yeah, there. Yeah, and so. <laughs> Call the doctor back, apologize to the nurse that I made, you know, that I'd stand off with. And I was like, I'll come in tomorrow. And um, and actually, my family drove down. Kearney's about a two-and-a-half-hour drive, which in Nebraska is, like, halfway across the state. Here, it's, like, two miles. So, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. It's like going to the gas station. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, they came down, kind of broke the news. We A lot of the stuff right away looked real grim because there's not a lot of, like, research and and information on so 8,000 people have this right probably in the world in the whole world yeah. 8,000 people so you have this rare disease yeah you're flipping out your parents must be flipping out kind of yeah kind of yeah. I would say I would say yeah. I mean he wasn't the favorite twin anyway so. <laughs> <laughs> Jake's flipping out J- now Jake were you when you heard this were you you, you, you were crying or I mean you oh, must you know, have been well initially I'm trying to process it you know because no one everyone's like well i don't even i don't even, I don't even know how to say that so you know i have no idea what it is and it's kind of like well we need to first need to educate yourself on what this is that kind of thing so it, it took a while to kind of process what's going on i have no idea what's going on no idea what the uh you know what the treatment that kind of thing is so yeah but in, in any way my mom was especially freaking out yeah so they tell you look you can't wrestle anymore your fighting career is over they yeah. think that you're doing wrestling real wrestling right they, they, that, that's, that's what yeah. i read they, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they think that you're doing pro wrestling so they're like so, your pro wrestling career is over yeah so i had a i went to saw i saw a specialist in uh st louis and she's from switzerland but been in the u.s for a long time now and basically like the biggest research and um, she sees like probably 400 patients with PNH. So like, I'm thinking this lady knows what she's talking about. But you know, she, you could tell she's in the office a lot. She's like a mad scientist. She's like right. everything there is to know about bone marrow failure. Like if you were talking about that, it's just like boom, boom, boom. Like if you were talking about MMA or <laughs> wrestling match, like oh, like or basketball. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what that is. Right. But and she's so, the lady. She's the. Yeah. They they kept they kept calling it professional wrestling. So you, <laughs> your professional wrestling career is over. And I was like, I don't care. I, I, I didn't even start that one. That's fine. Yeah. And then they're kind of like, oh, well, you actually can't do any contact sports ever again. And, and I'm 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 even going down the list now. I'm like, racquetball. Can I can I play? I like kind of like racquetball. Yeah. Nope. I'm like. Pfft. 
What else? What am I supposed to so do? So at this now? point, you're 13 and 0. You you, you wrestled in college. You were an all-American wrestler in college, Division two at a top-notch school, mm-hmm. three-time all-American. Your whole life is right here. You find out one afternoon because you're feeling tired. You're never going to be able to do this again, and you might live for three more years. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, tell us what's that like, dude? Right away, it, it, like Jake was saying, it's kind of like you, you have to process it all, and it, you know there were some lows. I had some sleepless nights and like some oh shit moments like what you know i what am i gonna do or you know what else is there you know i wanted to train i wanted to fight i wanted to test myself against the best in the world i want to wrestle i want to coach wrestling you know so i was like i you know i don't even know if i can live like this like this is crazy are you thinking about suicide not thinking about suicide uh, no i mean not, not, it, well if i'm gonna go it's gonna take me so i'm not, yeah you know, i'm not gonna and then all of a sudden the so, then this, yeah. so, so then this lady says there's this, there's this pill that people are taking that are that's curing people to to, to some extent. It's uh well it's actually so the IV uh, drug into your body uh, every two weeks, and basically PNH. What happens in your body is like a domino effect of stuff, and that's why people are dying at the end because they're getting to the end of these dominoes and their organs are real jacked up and they're getting like blood clots everywhere. Well, the drug stops the first domino from even falling. So, like, it eliminates everything from the beginning to the end. So I currently still have PNH. I'm just able to – my body responds to the drug really well. And so, like, I'm not symptomatic anymore. I don't – you know, all my blood numbers and levels are actually almost normal and and pretty much normal. And so – yeah, that's a blessing. That's so that the drug's called. What's it called? It's called a Soliris. Uh, uh, Soliris, right? But now they tell you, okay, here's the drug. The problem is, it's four hundred thousand dollars a month, <laughs> no, right? Four hundred nine thousand a year. Four hundred nine thousand dollars a year what? to take this drug. Yeah. So, at this point, are you like opening up a, a meth lab? I mean, what? How are you? Are <laughs> you, you the Walter I, I, White of Nebraska? Is your wife yeah. out on like the street in Nebraska? <laughs> is she thinking about hooking? I, I mean, how are, how are you thinking about paying for this? Yeah. Well, first, I, I didn't. I just crossed it off the list. It was like options. Well, that four hundred nine a year—that's not an option. Um, but then after speaking with the specialist, that's you know, criminal. she yeah, she's put a lot of people on this this drug, and obviously their life went from, you know, shambles to now you can. Your quality of life is back to quote normal, and you know your longevity is obviously there too. And so, um, you know, if you have good insurance or insurance at all, it's FDA approved, so they have to cover their portion of it. That's great. Yeah, and so that that that's the first thing I was like, oh well, what's my out of pocket maximum? Because <laughs> I'm gonna hit that, and I do hit it every year about the second week of January. <laughs> Here's the problem too: is the the drug Solaris is actually it was it was Forbes' number one most expensive drug in the world. And uh, the problem is there's no competition to it. When, at the time when Joe was diagnosed, there, it had only been approved by the FDA for two years. So the only drug to actually treat what he has. So it's kind of like, well, they can make the price anything they want because there's no competition. Right. So and that's the, the, the problem with the pharmaceutical companies. I mean, you got, you know, $80,000 infusion every two weeks it's like have you what? thought about getting more than, enough, than you need and then selling it to people you're like hey listen yeah, I got it for 200,000 I'll give you a, 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 a discount <laughs> Dallas Buyers Club <laughs> nothing so yeah. Right, so yeah okay so now you're on so now you're taking the stuff you're feeling better uh-huh. and now you lose your first fight right or not your second fight back you, um, so well actually I was 10-0 before it so then I come back I win two and then I lose the third one lose your third now mm-hmm. do you think that that had, like it was tough training. I mean, do you think it, all this, the disease you have, 
kind of factored into that a little bit? I think it took a little getting used to. Well, and so once I got diagnosed, like I'm not a big runner, lifter. I mean, we talked about how I can't really do anything else but like wrestle. (laughs) And so I like didn't do anything, but I continued to like eat and drink and have fun like I normally would. So I'm like, you know, eating wings and drinking beer and having, you know, normal people stuff. Um, And I probably got, I think I got up to, I was about 200 pounds. And of course my other brother Adam and I one, one day thought it would be cool while we were drinking, of course, for me to make heavyweight. Like, dude, you're right there. Let's, let's get you on the scale once. And so I got on and I was like 200. So I basically had to eat and drink like six pounds. Cause you know, light heavyweights up to, to like, that was like the worst thing I've ever done in my whole life. So you just, as a joke, you went up to heavyweight? Yeah. Yeah. I weighed like yeah. 206.2. And then you get to get back down to 155. Yeah. Well, I mean like this was, this was like, cause after I got diagnosed, I mean, I was like, like a year and change out. Oh, so you, so you like, haven't done anything for a year. Yeah. And so like, you know, I was, I was, it was like in February, you know, or March and I was like, yeah, that, you know, let's see if I can make this. So yeah, I got to like 206.2 <laughs> and then I was miserable, miserable for like three days. Hor- like horrible. I didn't want to eat. <laughs> it was terrible. Wow. But anyway, yeah, so I got back on to my first fight back was actually at 70. And uh, then I just went down, and then I had a catch weight to like 60. And then my third fight was my first one all the way down to 55, and it was a five-rounder. And I think just not doing that for so long. Yeah, it kind of screwed you. Yeah, because like the first two rounds I felt really good, and then I you know, just felt lethargic, and the weight cut kind of got to me. And Well, you, listen, you made it to the UFC, so you're doing something right. Yeah, yeah. I and you got so. a fight coming up in like two weeks Yeah. against, against yeah. Yancey Madrinos, who's his hard. Yeah, yeah, he's a hitter. He's, he used to be big too. I guess we both made heavyweight before then. <laughs> that's 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 pretty amazing. It's an amazing story that you yeah. ac- accomplished all that and came back. I mean, that's a victory in itself. You have, yeah, definitely. And 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 then you have two kids and you. Yeah, yeah. I got an 18 month old McKinley and I got a about a three week old Mila, a two week old. Yeah, my wife's got her hands full right now. That's amazing. All right. <laughs> Money doesn't change. So. Right. T-Rex has been chomping away this entire show. Like I a, can't help it, man. Uh, I'm, I'm a fat bastard, first of all, but yes. second of all, this food is amazing. Uh, really? Well, now, where did you get this food? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us where you got this great food. Well, you see, all these times that we'll be doing this podcast, I see Jake coming in with these little coolers mm-hmm. full of delicious-looking food, and we started asking him about it. And, and what happened? And he, and he told us about this guy named Carl that uh, has this company called Sunfair that delivers the food right to his door. No way. <laughs> and guess what? Carl's here right now. How what you doing? Is he? Oh, I wonder who that handsome bastard with the tan is. <laughs> What's going on? Happy to be here. Oh, thanks, Carl. Tell us about this food that you brought, please. Well, we, we have a nutritional food business. We provide and deliver <laughs> meals, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks. And uh, Jake, is, Jake is one of our athletes. We're, we're helping him out during camp. Brendan Schaub, uh, one of our heavyweights, and Mark Munoz we also work with. So we have a paleo program. It's, it's breakfast, lunch, dinner, and two snacks which is what they like to do. It's all delivered fresh daily. It's put in a cooler bag. It's packed on ice. It's brought to your home in the middle of the night between 8 o'clock at night and 5 in the morning. And uh, it's healthy, fresh food. Wow. Jake, Jake, now, you've been on this for how long? You know, I've been on it a, a couple different times. With this one, about six weeks now. And has it, have you noticed that your life has been changed for the oh, better? It's, 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 I mean, there's, there's a few reasons where, you know, that I love about the Sunfair is is the convenience of the food is obviously the biggest thing you know it's hard to it's hard to eat healthy clean especially when you're on the road and and busy you know everyone's so busy but um i I was introduced um a good friend of mine mark munoz who had a lot of success um losing weight making weight because 
he was he was quite a bit heavy over over his uh he was like 460 at one point <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was huge he was huge but anyway he had a lot of success with this with his food plan these meals and so he was one to introduce me to carl you know we developed a relationship and and it's been great so and the, one of the other things that i like about it is you can go online and really kind of um, adjust your, you know, what you like, what you don't like, that kind of thing. So when you're online, like, you know, you're basically looking at, okay, I want to eat this tomorrow and that, uh, so you could pick out your entire meal online? Exactly. You can really cater it to what you want, um, all, every every single meal, pretty much. Oh, wow, Carl. It, you know, it's really cool because you go to sunfair.com, you can log in, you can view your menu for the month, you can add and subtract ingredients to your dislikes, you can turn yourself on and off for meals if he's going to go out of town, if he's going to go to Nebraska to pick up his brother, whatever he wants to do. And then um, you can make meal substitutions. So you can say, I want to have the, the surf and turf, the steak and shrimp. You know, today I can have the sliced beef garden salad or I can have the herb grilled salmon. Um, you can pick your snacks. So you can completely customize the meal program totally to your taste and to your needs. And, uh, you know, it's, it's totally healthy. So um, it's, it's really, really neat. You can follow us on Twitter at Sunfair. You can go to my uh, Twitter account at CarlFarrell1. And uh, you can find out more information or Sunfair.com. Oh, well, thank you, Carl. That yeah. was so convenient. Yeah, I don't know if you saw um, <laughs> Mark Munoz. He lost like 300 pounds. Yeah, no, it's true. Mark Munoz actually, uh, <laughs> person. I, I know, he basically was the Philippines. No, but now, yeah, he's just, <laughs> now he's just Manila. Real talk, though, he was he was up to like two, over 260. I think he was like 262. No I'm not yeah. even kidding. No, he was. No 262. Lie. 262, and he, he's made weight to make 185 middleweight. Wow, good for him. And, so. and thank you, Carl, for coming in. And uh, thanks for uh, all the all the great food. I, yeah. I, I, I woofed it down. Really so. quick, actually, um, Carl, t a little bit more about the paleo program you are telling us about. Well, the cool thing about paleo, um, you know, paleo, there's no breadcrumbs. Uh, there's no beans, no legumes. There's no dairy. Um, the, the starches that we use for paleo are all um, uh, yams and sweet potatoes. So it's all weighed and measured for each individual person. We do a program at 16 to 1800 calories, which is kind of where Jake's at. Uh, Mark kind of gets in that range. And then we can customize it just for them for their, for their um, you know, when they do their weight cuts. So we can drop the sodium. We can do different specific things for those guys. And I think if you go to ellenberger.mma, if you go to Jake's um, website and you click on nutrition, you'll see our meals there as well as at oh, sunfair.com. Nice. Is Angie Everhart on this diet? <laughs> Angie Everhart's my girlfriend and she actually, yeah, she's <laughs> on the diet as well. Oh, wow. And um, she likes it too. I mean, it's, it's really good food. We've got a family style program, which we use at home. She does the paleo plan. She does a, a, a breakfast, a lunch, and an afternoon snack. And then we also, she, we have a gluten-free line, which is wheat-free, gluten-free, soy-free, and dairy-free, and she, she just switched to that one as well. How long have you been banging Angela Everhart for? <laughs> My uh, God. Two years, yeah. Two years, yeah, yeah. wow. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. She's, so, she's smoking that red hair. Jesus, man. She's you are, beautiful. Now, did yeah. you get her by the paleo diet? Were you like, did you, were you, did she? she? You know what? To be honest with you, she actually did. We have a cleanse program, which is a 10-day cleanse. It's all organic, and, and we use, it's a combination of meals and shakes, and you can lose like 10 pounds in 10 days, and that's how we met. Wow. So um, you were like, look, you look fat. I can, I can help you. I, you and, know, uh, that's, <laughs> I've never actually dated sure a client the and she did the 10 day cleanse. We were still kind of talking when uh, she nice. was done. And I'm like, you know, you're not really a client anymore. And, um, you know, I'm free for dinner if you want to go nice. to dinner. And that's so kind of how she got cleansed of her toxins, but then brought in your toxins. Right. So that's good. Well, um, congratulations. <laughs> and, uh, vegetables, then gave her the meat. Yes. Well, well thank you. Well, that's the most impressive uh, thing that you've told us so far. So, <laughs> but, forget the diet. Back to your girl. So, so thanks, for, thanks for sponsoring the show. Absolutely. I, I, absolutely. I, I, I appreciate it. All right. Anytime.
All right, so we are back, uh, and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about this show. I'm excited about we we actually have guests in the studio. Normally, we're we're calling people and calls are being dropped, and it's just a pain in the ass. But we got we got California people, which is great. Uh, one of our our guests, I'm excited, is the original UFC ring girl, the the first ring girl ever in the UFC. Amber Nicole, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? Good. Yeah, you look beautiful as ever. You, 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 you actually get hotter as time goes on. You're like on the Benjamin Buttons it's diet like, or something. It's like wine. I age well. You do. You age very well. <laughs> now, uh, so what have you been up to? What's going on? Uh, well, I moved to California officially January, but I've been coming out here since probably last summer and just kind of fell in love with the whole idea of being in California over Vegas. I was there 17 years, so came out here and starting a completely different life. I was, you know, doing hosting and, and marketing for a nightclub out there for a really long time, and I'm just done with that whole scene. So it's great. I've come out here and um, I work for a marketing company for, um, I do uh, like corporate sales for a, for timeshares for a company called Romba and um, modeling and acting. And there's a lot more of that out here for sure. Well, you had billboards all over Vegas at one point, correct? Yeah. Now is that, is that like, is that help your ego? You're driving and you see yourself <laughs> on a billboard? You know what? I'm a lot of people are very are egomaniacs, especially in this business and in this arena, especially in MMA, I think. Um, but no, <laughs> egomaniacs, I know a lot of them. Um, no, but I mean, I think it was more proud because my family lives there. So it was like something they could like tell their friends and that was exciting for them. But I just thought it was really cool. You know, it feels like hard work pays off. I started modeling when I was five. So to, you know, get to a point where I was being published in, you know, national magazines and being on billboards on a weekly basis was a really cool thing. Where did you grow up? Denver. You grew up in Denver. Yeah. And you were discovered out of Denver? Um, well, I, yeah, my first modeling jobs were in Denver. And then when I moved to Las Vegas when I was 19 with my family. And then I met the Fertitas when I was 22 or 23 when they opened the Green Valley Ranch, and that's how I became a ring girl. Wow, you, you, how, now you walked into, you, like, you were hosting thing there? Or I was a bartender at a bar in their hotel, and they were like, we think we're gonna have full-time ring girls. You wanna go, you know, wanna be one? And I was like, sure, free, free front row seats to fights. That's cool, because I grew up watching WWE and watching the old UFCs, you know, the underground stuff that was mm -hmm. like not sanctioned. I watched all that as a kid, so it was great. I was like, sweet, I get a front row ticket. Best seat in the house. Yeah. yeah. And what, you know, back in those days, it was, you know, a fight every maybe four months. There, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't very frequent. Now it's like three times or four times a month. <laughs> but, but yeah, like your first, I mean, it's not just one of those things, but like someone told me, Adam, you got to get into a Speedo and, and, and hold a, a number in front of all these crazy people. It's not as easy as it, as it looks, right? I mean, wasn't it kind of nerve wracking for you? I think the very first time was kind of nerve wracking, but. You know, I think that just from being a model, you get used to being, you know, changing in front of people and, and being in a bikini and being kind of vulnerable to, you know, whatever people think. So I think it wasn't that scary. I think it was more exciting and exhilarating. And then when they, you know, started with the pyrotechnics and all the like grand entrances, that was like the coolest part mm -hmm. of UFC. I really wish they actually still did it because it was so exciting, but they thought it was you know, it seemed like it wasn't real. So when we, when we had Jade Bryce on, she said a lot of her friends, uh, like a lot of Arab sheiks would like pay the ring girls to take dumps on them and stuff. Uh, wow. <laughs> was that something that you've experienced? I've actually heard of girls, well, especially- Taking a in, dump? Yeah. yeah, well in Vegas actually, there was a, um, gosh, I think it was from Dubai. He flew a bunch of girls out to Dubai and basically took their passports the second they arrived. 
and would pay them to do certain things while they were there. And literally that was one of the things. And the girl got like $100,000 for him to do that to her. And I was like. Do you know this girl? No. Oh. I, no. No, I, it, I don't associate with those sort of girls because they're all hostess, VIP hostesses, or they refer to themselves as Barbie or Queen or Princess or any of those things <laughs> yeah. on Instagram and Twitter, which drives me fucking bananas. <laughs> I'm like, you're a woman. Like, stop calling yourself a princess and a queen. Like, grow up. It's so wait, so you were on, so, <laughs> now you worked UFC what? Your first one was UFC 30? 40. UFC 40, yeah. and then you worked all the way to what? I don't what? know, it, it was UFC 35 was my first one. It was Matt Hughes versus Carlos uh, Newton. Yes. That and was the first one. Yeah, that was my first one. And my last one was Matt Hughes against Gracie Which in Gracie? 60. Wow. Okay, so that you was... did, wow. So you've done a lot of them. Yeah, uh, and I did the first four Ultimate Fighters. Now, why did you leave? Just, you know, it was, it became a thing where they wanted us available a lot more than I wanted to be available. And they weren't paying like they pay now. You know, that being available to them, you know, just for exclusive, you know, just with the UFC. And that's basically all your job. But the money wasn't enough. Was to it was like, like ten thousand a show, or was, no? Was... Oh, when I first started, we made five hundred dollars a show, and then we started making like twelve hundred dollars a show. But the girls make way more than that now. <laughs> they make a it's a career now. It's a job. Like they could safely retire on the money they're making. <laughs> but, but but you got but you made money on like the after parties and stuff, right? That's no, what... no, we didn't make. That was our flat fee. Like that is what we got. Five hundred dollars. So, yeah, that's got to be frustrating a little bit too, because you know you you see I know a lot of like even the pioneers that were in the sport um, when it was no there wasn't a lot of money. Yeah, you know, and you see guys now not even stepping in the cage for under a hundred thousand. It's like you know that's got to irritate a lot of people. I mean, I don't know if it's the same way with you. I mean, just... I think so. I mean, honestly, I like it. I think it's great for them, and I, you know, I wish more success to mm -hmm. them in their life. But I wanted to do more. You know more legitimate modeling i mean this is this is great this is fun but you're basically eye candy and it's cool but you need to be able to you know have something to fall back on and and my modeling career was important and i like runway and i like doing magazines and that kind of stuff you want to be more so. like an elegant kind of thing and you yeah. sort of like look at yourself okay i, I want to do like vogue or yeah. that kind of thing and you do have very very modelish looks i could see like <laughs> you're not like a world star hip-hop honey or something i could see <laughs> I could definitely see this. No booty bouncing here. No, I'm not a video hoe. <laughs> yes, not a video hoe. You now, but now you are in the news right now because we have to talk about this. You're dating <laughs> Tito Ortiz, uh, the Huntington Beach bad boy. It's all over, and and you're not shy about it because uh, I read about it in one of the articles on one of the magazines. And then you're all over Instagram saying, "I love you, Tito," and <laughs> I I, uh, I uh, miss your dick and all, all this wow. stuff. So. Um, I mean, I'm not yes, sure that was the but words. But, <laughs> those are not the words, okay, but that's okay. totally what I was implying. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, how did Tito pick you up? What, what did he say? What's going on? Tell well, us, I please. mean, we've known each other for almost 13 years. So, you know, I, I know a lot of fighters for lots of years. And being friends first, I think, made such a great companionship and a great relationship start, you know, where we could talk to each other about anything so we've always kind of been those kind of friends where we would talk to each other about relationships and just what we're doing in our life and you know just mm -hmm. it was nice to be there for him when he was going through a huge like struggle and and dealing with a lot of drama and you know our friendship i think made our relationship a lot stronger so so you guys were yeah. friends all the way through yeah so he's so like during the whole jenna thing which i heard he won custody of the kids now uh full custody she didn't even show up so she has to literally jump through like seven hoops that she'll never jump through to see them. So, wow. Which is, wow. Yeah. That's his first victory in five years, I hear. No, 
<laughs> no, no, come, listen, no, listen. Well, and you know what? It was, but that that is all because of the drama. I, yeah. I believe it. You're, it's a head oh, game. Like fighting, you mm-hmm. have to ha- be mentally there, and and it's a lot to do with the, you know, when you come in and if your head's right. And mm-hmm. honestly, living with something like that. Well, he's got the biggest head. Look, look, no, listen, no, look. <laughs> I am a, a big head. <laughs> I am a Tito fan, and he 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 blocked me on Twitter. I just oh. you know, he blocked me on Twitter. Yeah. And I I met Tito at the MMA awards, and he couldn't have been nicer. Yeah. Uh, we did a sketch together. So if you talk to him, which I should tell him I'm a big fan. Yeah. And, and tell him I'm just kidding. These are just jokes. Right. Like, and I I, I brought in a little. And if he was gonna come with you, I didn't know it was gonna, I was gonna tell him the jokes I wrote. I think he'd be a good sport about it. <laughs> I think he would too. I mean, he's in Nashville right now doing a charity, so. He couldn't come in, but... Well, tell him I'm a big fan. I didn't mean to insult him. But <laughs> but it's MMA Roasted, and he's a big part of MMA. Right. Oh, 100%. And he's always, gonna, he's always on TMZ crashing into and poles he's and got stuff. A, he's and, got know. a thick skin. Actually, he didn't crash into a pole. He blew out his tire and hit the wall, yes. Yes. But, yeah. I heard like when like I heard that when the the, the the cop asked him to touch his nose, he had a neck injury. And it was like he, <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm a big I'm a big fan. Okay, so yeah. no, no, so you and Tito are going out now. You got no. He's he's like, listen, I'm having trouble with Jenna. He's calling you up for guidance or support. And now, how does he make his move in, in there? Like, how does that? How, how does he make his move? Yeah, he is charming. Is that what it is? No, I mean, I mean, I always, I've always cared about him as a friend. So, you know, it, I think it just kind of naturally happens when you care about someone and, you know, being a part of his life and kind of being, you know, brought into like his circle with his boys and his friends. And, you know, you, of course, fall in love with these with somebody like that and you fall in love with their kids. And, you know, it's a natural. But, yeah, but going from the friend zone to to like to like inside Amber is, is, <laughs> is, is not is not an easy the transition. The transition is, is much more natural though when you're friends for at it, least it at is. least in the girls that I've dated in the past, like when you're friends for a while. And then it's like, there's not the whole like, you know, weird intention like you know from the start. I just think it's easier transition. I don't. I, know. I, I didn't need to get some more hot friends. I think that's the thing. So because he's like, come over. Right. He's you like, do you not play the friend card a lot, Adam? You no, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm like, people know right away what I'm <laughs> what I'm trying to do. I, my, taking my, taking advice from Jake. <laughs> that's 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 the problem. I feel like right now. So don't. You see, you see where he's ended up so far. Twenty nine years, all strikeouts. Yes. Oh, oh man, no, brother! So, wow, you're like I, the I you're like the Randy Johnson of sex. <laughs> <laughs> strikeout after strikeout. So no, but I'm saying okay. So Tito's like, come over. I need someone to talk to, right? You, so then you well, come we, over. We and started he, talking on the phone, and then he told me to come and visit, and so I did. And then he told me, you know, next week I'm gonna get surgery on my knee. He's like, would you mind coming out here and like helping me out because I won't be able to like walk down the stairs. Oh, that's and, such a good move. And I was like, done. I will play nurse all day long. So I cooked him three meals a day and did his exercises for him, made sure he was taking his pill every four hours. And uh, and then eventually, you were, then he was like, come here, want to cuddle kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I was like ready to rape him while he was like had his leg in the like flexing machine. I was like, yes. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, now he posted a picture one time of him naked on uh, on. On Twitter, yeah, and, and everyone saw it, and the guys hung like I've never seen anything in my life. <laughs> it was like he should have the fights he was losing. He should have whipped it out and started hitting people with it. Maybe he would have would have won some of those fights. Oh now, is that is that legit or was that photoshopped? Because people think it was photoshopped. No, that's legit. That's not an actual picture. <laughs> is, is that why you were limping on the way in here? Mm, yeah, oh that's that's, <laughs> that's crazy. Now, but you've also dated dated Chuck Liddell before that, correct? No, that's that was the, one of the questions. Someone said you dated Chuck Liddell. <laughs> Really? Yes. That's great. No. I haven't dated any... Did you read that on the internet, Adam? Yes. It must be true. <laughs> oh, right. 100%. <laughs> you, 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 I'm you, you, I don't you, know. You guys verified it before she got here. Verified? <laughs> I have wow. no idea. Uh, so no. Tito's the first fighter you've ever dated? Yes. 
Really? Well, I was... Yeah, but he wasn't a real fighter. Like, he had a really shit record. And Bisbing? Was, no. Okay, no. So. <laughs> well, he's a nobody, so it's, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, who is it? Uh, some nobody that lives so in Las Vegas. So it is Bisbing. Somebody, yeah. some nobody, nobody lives in Las Vegas. Nobody. Yes. Wow. That, yeah. Hmm. All right, so he sort of, like, was a guy, was a Kit Cope? No. <laughs> he, he might be. I like Kit Cope, by the way. better fighter than him. So I like Kit Cope. Yeah. He's a real fighter, Kit Cope. He was a Muay Thai champion. Yeah, Muay Thai. Champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's legit. <laughs> and so is Bisbang. These are just jokes, by the way. Don't All jokes. We got jokes. Don't, don't, don't tweet these people and say that I said that. All right. So <laughs> now, is it weird going into a situation, though, with as far as like the whole Jenna Jameson, like sort of. Has she said anything to you? Oh, yeah. any, what's been going on there? Well, we, I mean, obviously we have to block her because we can't, you know, take her calls and her craziness. But um, it really, you know, you just have to rise above it. Unfortunately, you know, she's chosen the path that she's chosen. And I feel bad for her because she doesn't get to see these beautiful boys that are amazing. You know, she missed their fifth birthday and, you know, didn't even try to contact. And, and she's been non-existent for over 10 months. So, you know, I, I would hope that she would get helped for their sake, but you know, I don't know if she ever will. Has she come at you and said, you bitch, you took my man? Oh yeah, I've been getting like the homewrecker and all this stuff, like she's mm. assuming that like, you know, since we were friends, I've been like planning this and plotting this like some evil person, but you know, she can, she's gonna say whatever she needs to say and she's been very vocal for like the last three days about how much, you know, she hates me and how I'm this and that and. Do you write her back like. I you, don't, like, I you, just. Like, you've taken more shots to the face than Tito? <laughs> Well, no. <laughs> Honestly, like, you know, I, I, you just have to rise above in these kind of situations and, and ignore it and, you know, be in a positive place for the boys. Yeah, I mean, who would and, think a fighter and a porn star couldn't make it work? That's such a shocker. But, but, but you are, you seem like a very classy, elegant girl, but I, it's just, is this your first, is your first like, serious boyfriend or have you been married before? Or yeah. You've been married? Before. How yeah. many times have you been married? Once. To who? To that fighter person, that's not a real. Fighter. Oh come on! Now you, this is this is pretty easily. DJ, are you looking it up? Come on! I don't want him to. I don't He's want looking his, it up. I don't right want him now. to get any like you know. You, no, you don't have to talk about it if you don't want. You already talked about Jenna Jameson coming at you. I, I mean, you know. Well, gonna... <laughs> but he, I know. But I'm like, if I like say it, then everyone's gonna look him up, and I'm. They're gonna like, look him up regardless. They're gonna, know, people, your, your first marriage is, is pretty much permanent. It's not on the internet. It's not. You can't really hide that. Yeah, he was okay. He was. His name is John Wood. He was a corner, or he helped with Team Jones on the Ultimate Fighter. He got on the Ultimate Fighter and tore his arm three days into the show, so he got kicked off. Do you know John Wood? Do I know him? Yeah, I do. Have you, have you trained with him? I have. Oh, I have. Yeah, he. Um, I believe he has a gym. Yeah, he's a gym. Mm-hmm. So is it going to be tag team John Wood and Jenna Jameson versus oh, you and Tito? Because that could be. Well, the next actually, Bellator. that just happened. She uh, tweeted at me and and posted a picture with him. Wow. Really? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, that good for you. I'm like, you guys belong together. This is great. <laughs> oh, oh, so she's now dating John Wood? I don't think they're dating, but. Wait, she's begging John Wood to get back at you. Mm-hmm. Wow, this has become, this is like, this, is, this should be a reality show. Why isn't this a reality show? it should be. It's great. <laughs> Amber and Tito and John Wood and Jenna. I got the better end Jenna's of Jenna's always getting literally. the wood, huh? Jenna's always getting wood. She just can't <laughs> escape <laughs> hard wood. Um, now, so now, are the kid, now you have these two kids now. Mm-hmm. Are they, they must love you. Oh, they're awesome. Yeah. Okay, so that, that I've, I've actually gotten to spend some time around them. They're, they're, they're amazing kids. They're Great so kids. smart. They're so fun. They're like, 
so like well adjusted mm -hmm. little boys and it's like the coolest thing Look, ever. Look, I like Tito, honestly. Yeah. I know he's a very easy guy to, to make fun of. He really <laughs> right. is. I mean, I would say things like he took off his hat, put it upside down, filled it up with water and Team Alpha Male had a pool party in it. I, I mean, stuff like that like, <laughs> it was just sort of like, you know, his head so big it needs it's going to be on the undercard in the main event. But there's nothing to the extent where I would really want to. Joe uh, says it about me, so. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the size of that thing. Uh, yeah, like Come Jake's on. head is probably just as big. And Tito would, would murder me. I mean, he's just, he's, he's, but he seems like a nice, when I met him, he was, couldn't have been cool. Yeah. So I have all the respect. Now he is fighting Slomenko. Yes. Uh, and uh, in when Bellator, on the Bellator yeah. pay-per-view. Slomenko May, called May 17th. Up, May 17th. Is that 17th, 205? Uh, yeah. Yes. 206 actually. Really? Yeah. Oh. Now is, is he ready for this? Oh yeah. Come on. Oh yeah. I mean, well he's been, I mean, he's been training since the second that his neck was healed again. He's been back in the gym and training because he just wanted to be fit and get back into it. And I mean, he's running like four miles a day and he's doing like two training camps and he teaches like wrestling during the day. Like he's. Who is he training with? Um, right now he hasn't started his like actual training camp itself, but I'm sure. Javier Cordero? Be, yeah. Cordero, Cordero is working with them and um, Jason Perillo always works with them. So. Good. I'm sure they're going to be in that I hope he wins. Mix. If he wins, does that, that mean he's the champion at what, the 185? Uh, how, how does that work? Michael's the 85 pound champion. Yeah, he yeah. Is. Okay. yeah. So it won't have anything. It won't have anything to do with the belt, but I think it's going to be. Might as well fight. just take it from him. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I would. Just take it. Yeah. This is mine now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you lose. Who do you think will win, Jake? <laughs> I mean, Shemenko is younger. He's probably he's less you know less damage yeah, you know, on he, him. He's tough. He's tough. I've I've trained with Shemenko before. Um, he, he's came into rain before, but. You know, it's also not at his weight class. You know what I mean? It's like you got a guy. I don't even know what he's walking around at. Yeah. But, um, anytime you move a weight class, that's a hard. That's a really hard thing to adjust to. So. So you think Tito can win? He could. He sure, absolutely. You think he's gonna? I. Uh, it's hard. I don't know. It's hard to say. It's hard to say that because <laughs> Amber's here and you don't want to. <laughs> no, it's hard to say. I, it, I don't know. It's hard to say. It's just Joe, who do you think's gonna win? Very, you know, the variables. I, I guess I like Tito in the fight just because he's bigger. Uh, you know, and he has a better. I think he has a, probably a better MMA wrestling pedigree than Shlomenko. Shlomenko's got good wrestling, but Shlomenko um, hasn't lost in nine years, though, right? I mean, he hasn't. Doesn't. The last guy to beat him was who's he fought? I don't know either. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't. Look, know. I want Tito to win. Yeah. I, I, I do, and uh, I'm gonna be rooting for Tito. Yeah. It's a tall order. I mean, even though the guy, the guy he's fighting is is the champ and it's just been knocking people out, but I don't know how Tito's training camp is. If you tell me it's good and you're the one riding them, okay, then I'm going to have to, <laughs> I'm going to have to take your word for it. Yes. So, uh, now, well, now, you have to take into account, you know, Bellator's got to get their money, you know, or at least out of, because Tito's a big, big sign, I, I suppose, when he did it, and so they got to get him a big fight, and if you look around, um, you know, Rampage are already booked with Mo, and that's going to be a hilarious fight in my mind. <laughs> it's going to be great. I think yeah. the whole card is going to be good. I mean, yeah. it really mm -hmm. is going to be something that people want to pay for. So I, I think that they marketed it exactly per how they needed to. Yeah. Or at least the, uh, as best they could. With, well, you know. I, think the, I think the big fight is going to be Eddie Alvarez versus Chandler. Yeah. That's the fight I think everyone wants to see. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Rampage brings a certain excitement, and King Mo is always like a guy who has not lived up to his expectations, mm -hmm. but he's such a great fighter, and he's one of these guys that could beat anybody on any given night, or he could lose to anybody mm -hmm. on any yeah. given night, which is a cool thing. And now with the, uh, with the, whole, the whole Rampage, I mean with the whole Tito thing, everyone, Tito also has that it factor. Yeah. You know, either you love him or you hate him. Uh, the fact that he has that big feud with Dana White. But both is great. Both is great. Mm -hmm. I mean, you want people to hate you and you want people to love you. So, I mean, because the people who hate you write about you and talk about They're you more than the people watch. who love you. Mm -hmm. Right. They always will.
Yeah, it's so true. It's I know. I get a lot of haters, but I'm. I do. I get. But it, it, it I still think you bothers bring that me. On yourself. I do. Well, but, but I get people that love it too. I get people. I, but I try not to. You know, I try to be as respectful as I possibly can, and still be funny, which is a fine line because right. there's a victim to every single joke. Yeah, and people, well, it's just that probably people take things too personal. You know, yeah, some people. Some people can't take a joke, but you know, there's there's people that are like, I'm like, yo, Adam is hilarious. Adam's a great guy. You know, just. If he says something about you, he, it's it's funny. It's, oh he, yeah, he, he makes people laugh. Like so, there's certain people. Uh, that, Brennan, yeah. Brennan Schaub, DJ. Can we talk about that whole thing with the Brennan Schaub? Sure, why not? Okay, <laughs> yeah. so Brennan Schaub, uh, I wrote a couple jokes about him about how he shouldn't go on The Bachelor because he refused to engage after the whole metamorphosis <laughs> thing, and you know he says that nothing's gonna stop him from being the champion except everyone he fights. <laughs> you know, similar jokes. So Schaub blocks me on Twitter, right? And he has a podcast here, The Fighter and the Kid. I'm good friends with Callan. Yeah, I've known Callan for years. So th they tell me, I hear Fox, hey, Shab wants to kill you. They're like, he says if he sees you, it's not going to be good, which is never good when you have a heavyweight, <laughs> a guy ranked top five in the heavyweight says he wants to kill you. I don't, I, I don't think I could beat anybody. I, I know I, I can't even beat the 115 pound women right at this point in my life. I'm, Wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, I never said kill you. I just said he might put a hurting on you and doesn't like your jokes. Okay, well, might put a hurting on me and kill me. Let's all, you know, you, you, say, you say potato. Is, you know, when people get their feelings hurt or, or they feel like you're attacking them, they should be able to just, you know, shrug it off. Obviously, they're, they're a target. Yeah. Be, no matter what you do. Mm -hmm. if, you're in the, if you're in the spotlight and you're in MMA, you're going to be in the spotlight for criticism, criticizing and... And if I was really that sensitive and somebody texted me and said, hey, what's the name <laughs> wants to know if it's okay to write jokes with him? I'd be like, listen, I really don't want jokes made about me, but thanks for asking. That's kind of considerate, actually, as opposed to just writing them. And the fact that he's like, no, I'm very angry that you asked me if it was okay to write jokes. Really? Like, that's going to, like, lighten up, dude. Mm -hmm. light, light, lighten the up. Life's, life's too short. We're, we're all going to die one day. Well, and especially, you know? I mean, like, I can't imagine you're the only guy on Twitter that's ever written him on something nasty. And it wasn't but, even nasty. It, like, or even, you know what I mean, though? Like, <laughs> I remember the first time I really got the whole, like, okay, I can't let this get to me thing is after Jake knocked out Jake Shields. Um, we had, like, more of the 209, like, tick tweeting him than, like, people that liked him. What were um, they saying? You know, one of them actually said, I would hate, or he said something like, I want to say something really bad about your brother, but he has cancer, so I'm not gonna. Oh, and I was like, wow, yeah, that is like hate to like that's a the third. Level. I was like, whoa, and and to me though, I was like, you know, kind of laughed it off because I was like, well, I don't have cancer, and <laughs> it's kind of funny that you know nobody would say that, but I was like, man, these and these Stockton people, they're. But those aren't even like there's a difference oh, yeah. between like jokes, yeah, which are made yeah. to some laugh. But I'm just talking just, hating in and general, just hurtful tweets. Yeah, but yeah. they're uh -huh. just like those. Are I'm talking to hate because I was like, like I was yeah. just like, wow, this, like that is taking it. The, it's a whole different level, you know. And 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 so I think after that, it really that's what in my mind I'm like, you know, yeah. People can type whatever they want. They're in their mom's basement, you know, of course, <laughs> off to the other screen and <laughs> yeah. tweeting Jake on the other whatever, you know. I don't know. It's so uh, absolutely no. There are times that I'm debating whether I should just go off all social media and just like just yeah. start over <laughs> and say, you know what, this is what, what, what am I doing? Like this, I'm 35. This is getting stupid, you know. But then there are times that I get texts all day long, dude, you made me laugh. Thank you. I needed that joke. Oh my God, mm -hmm. ha ha. Thank you so much. And fighters are like, man, I look forward to your. 
tweets, I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm doing a service, and you're, no matter what you do, there's always going to be people out yeah. there, oh, yeah. and that's why I felt bad for Tito because I, I don't I don't want to be amongst those those people. Just I was just trying to make right. him laugh or. Well, I think else it got to a point where it's just so, like all day, every day, the same. <laughs> Stuff and it gets you know it, it you get to a point where you're just like I'm just gonna block everybody who said something today like right. that's mm-hmm. just how it gets because you know you and we don't know how many you know there's like fake accounts all the time writing like negative stuff to us like they're created on a daily basis it's just mm-hmm. funny I'm like so you guys live together has time for that basically I mean I have an apartment that I have like my things in but yeah so how I mean how much how much sex is going on between you and Tito is it just just like every night every day just sex city is it is it of course really yeah so every day like twice a day if we could fit it in wow that now that's amazing so so, now I I do have to work so and he's much more hung than John Wood oh (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, that's the best question ever. I'm not answering that. <laughs> wow, that's uh, that's. Do you have any questions for Jake Ellenberger? No. No. Now, how long have you guys known each other? What's that? You, you and Amber. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've we've come and we've come across our uh, across each other's past quite a bit. Yeah, in the past. and a lot of mutual but, uh, friends. So I yeah. think. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. the MMA world itself. You know, mm-hmm. once you start to be a part of like kind of the community. You know, I'm I'm really good friends with Mark Munoz as well. You know, because I was with Science when he was with Science. So that's right. Yeah, that's where I have that connection with him. But yeah, I mean, there's we all kind of run across each other's paths for years and years, and you kind of just know it's each other. It's a very other. small MMA circle. It is. It really is. It really is. It was, you, you brought up a good point earlier, Amber, when you're talking about um, kind of like if you're not completely focused, you know, during 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 fighting, and and I can relate in so many different ways. Like I've had times where it's like. Whatever the thoughts that consume your mind, it's people don't realize how big of a distraction so certain things can be. You know what I mean? If you let it, and it's like it, it's it's hard to kind of push things out of your mind. You know, like I was driving to training this morning, and I was thinking about some things, and I'm like, why am I even thinking about this right now? You know what I mean? Like I'm, you know, I, I'm I'm focused on training and, and winning a world title, and it's like so. You, it's, it, I I was just you you brought up a good point earlier. So. Yeah. You were in the news, actually. Yeah, yeah. Two days ago, you, there was an article about you saying that um, you think Hendricks is beatable. Oh, easily, absolutely. Easily beatable. Completely. How is he easily beatable? He's just tough. Come on. He's just a tough hillbilly from Texas. Come on. He's a three-time national champion yeah, and a every, four-time every, state champion. No, Ma- Mark Perry beat him actually beatable. in the finals. What? Once. Mark Perry beat him at the end of their career in the two finals. Time oh. yeah. Two-time. No, sorry. So, yeah. Sorry. Well, listen. Here's the thing. Come on. Come on. Let's get this. Let's get serious. Here's the thing. I think people focus too much on they, they build this image of who somebody is like like George St. Pierre for example who is one of the best fighters to ever be in the sport so if, if you were saying how it would be like to fight George St. Pierre sure I, I would probably put him on a little bit higher pedestal because the guy's done I mean you, you, he speaks for itself but a guy like Hendricks I just, I just don't respect him I don't at all we were scheduled to fight you know at one point and, and, and he you know his management Called called Dana and, and they wanted to fight Carlos, which the fans haven't forgot about, and, and I sure haven't either. But that's that's kind of down the road. But I'm, fo- I'm the only point I'm the point I'm getting to is people when you when you give somebody too much respect, that's that's when you know it affects the way you fight. You get timid. I, I I totally understand what you're saying. I think a lot of people lose fights walking into the octagon. However, mm-hmm. that being said, 
to say that Henry is easily so beatable for who? Who's he easily beatable for? For myself. All the hitters. For you. 100%. You think you easily beat 100%. Hendricks? 100%. I win five out of five rounds. Don't get me wrong. I would root for you, and I think you'd win. Well, Adam, that's the friendship aside, I, uh, I love I you. I win five out of five rounds against Johnny. Five out of five rounds. Five out of five rounds. And, and now, what? so you wouldn't knock him out. You would, you just, it would go a decision, you're saying? Would, if, if, that, if that was to happen, go to decision, yeah, I would win five rounds. Because you have better striking, better wrestling. Is yeah, better? no, I do. You know, he, he's tough. I'm not, you know what I mean? He, he's extremely tough. And I think he, he's kind of relied on that so much. You know, he, he can wrestle. He can control where the fight goes against most guys. But if you give him too much respect, yeah, he's a hitter. He hits hard. You know, if you sit back on him, it's, it's like anybody. If you stand in front of him, you might get knocked out. But I just, I don't, I don't, res- I would not respect Johnny if we fought. Well, he's, you, he's only had two fights where he's really had adversity in the fights. One he lost. Was it Mike Peters or Rick Story? Rick Story beat him when he got in some adversity. And then this last one with Robbie, who a lot of people think Robbie won one, three, and four. Very close. You know, a lot of people had Robbie Lawler winning the fight. And so in my mind. Some people had Kostek beating him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I think Johnny, he gets in adversity. He's not used to getting banged up. He's not used to being, you know, in the fire as far as a fight. Obviously, a wrestling match, he's been there a lot. But he hasn't really put his wrestling together with his strikes. I understand that, but easily beatable is a. <laughs> those are some of the harsh words. I mean, uh, easily beatable mini me, you know, or uh, <laughs> who, I don't know who else. There's little people out there that are easily beatable. Johnny Hendricks is not on my list of people that are easily beatable. If you don't, if you don't sit back and take an overhand left, he is easily beatable. I, I was talking to Edmund this morning, my uh, my coach, and he was. He had break. He had breaking. What well, we were talking actually about Lawler, but we, he, breaking down Johnny is like he's so flat-footed and so predictable. He, he he just he loves the fight. But I'm like Edwin, you're thinking too far ahead. We have we have this big fight coming up, so that's down the road. Wow. All right. Well, that's uh that's definitely uh a good thread title. Um <laughs> and uh and 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 Jake, I love you, man. And uh, I would uh, you know friendship aside, I think you could beat anybody out there in the division because. Uh, Thank you're, you, Adam. You're my co-host. So, so um... <laughs> so, we got some, we got to cover some fights, and we got some MMA news uh, coming up. So, Ronda Rousey is not fighting Gina Carano, uh, and she instead is fighting Alexis Davis. Wow, imagine that poster. Yeah, that would have been the greatest poster in the history of posters. Uh, I, like I, I actually said, the the uh, the stock of of uh, Jurgen's lotion went down when uh, they found out that they they weren't fighting. But Ronda Rousey versus Alexis Davis, who just beat um, Jessica I, very very close fight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, how do you see that fight going? She's talented. No, she is. I think it's going to be. I don't think any female is going to beat Ronda right now. That's just my opinion. Um, you know, again, you just came from training with her, right? This morning. Uh, yeah, I did, but. I, I just, and it's not because I'm not like the guy who jumps on the bandwagon. Oh, she's great. She's gonna armbar everyone. No, like I, I, if you if you see the way she trains, she trains harder than most people that I know in the sport. Um, I just don't see anyone beating her right now. And and she's stronger. And what, what does she walk around at? I'm not sure. I'm not. She she looks she looks big. But it looks like she's 165 or something, cutting down to 135. I think that's what they walk around at. They're like they're like one between 150 and 160. I think most of the girls that are like in that weight class. Because she's a big girl. Because that's I what mean, Gina walks around at. So yeah. well, she's usable, strength strong. Like not like you know bench press strong, but like grab like grab you and yeah. throw you down Real and functional. Yeah. Strength. Have, functional have, have strength. you rolled with her? I actually have not ever rolled her, but I'm I roll with Huron, Jake, and, and those guys, and, and they rave about it. And, I, I just, when you watch the way that she grapples, even, you know, in fights, you can tell, you know, like, she's in 
She has good control. Obviously, the positions are strong, but she's just literally strong. It's just crazy that um, everyone was complaining about, you know, Ronda and Carano being this big joke and, oh, my God, blah, 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 you know. And then when that fight was announced, everyone was like, oh, I kind of wish she was fighting Carano. <laughs> it's sort of like it's, no, it's a kind of a no-win situation because yeah. I, it's just I think Ronda get, goes through Alexis Davis. You know, and like you said, I don't see anyone except for maybe Cyborg beating her. And even then, uh, depending on if how how much happens. weight Cyborg has to lose, mm-hmm. what at 135, I don't think anyone beats her. If Ronda goes up to 145... No then maybe Cyborg edges her out depending on what kind of fight it is. Well, I think the problem, too, is, is someone like Ronda wants to be very active, which is, you know, that all MMA fighters' dreams. But honestly, there's not a lot of girls that are getting to, like, the clear-cut number one contender or even, like, hey, this person could give her a run. Yeah. You know, especially after that last one with, with uh, Olympic Sarah wrestler, McMahon, Sarah, yeah. yeah. And she's super tough. But it was just kind of like, you know, that almost showed in my mind how – Different of a level, Ronda is as far on some of the skills. It's almost sets. like Layla Ali when she's yeah, yeah. boxing. So she wants to stay active, but it's like, what is the UFC going to do? You know, we have to bring someone in if she wants to stay active to fight her. You know, there everyone wants to fight her, but you know, no one's gonna, no one's gonna bring her a, a fight. Now, Amber, you were, uh, were you with uh, Tito when he was managing Cyborg? Yes. Now, what was that experience like? Well, I mean, Cyborg is like part of the family. Chris hangs out with us like for holidays and comes out and visits us up in Huntington. But um, we just went to a Muay Thai fight for Lion Fights in Vegas. That was rough. It was really rough. Well, and you know, she's got to she's got to control it because you know when she gets mad, she pushes, and in Muay Thai, there's elbows and there's knees, and it's not she can't take the girl down and mm. use her really you know her brute strength, which is what she does. So. Um, I would love to see the Ronda fight, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I, I think if they had a catch weight, it'd be good. You know, neither of them have to go too far out of their weight class. I think that would be a great fight. I think that would be a worthy fight where somebody you know, would is, actually want to watch it. Is, is 135 possible for her to make? Do you know? I don't know. don't know. How did Cyborg react to her loss to uh, that girl in the lion fight? She, I mean, she was bummed. I mean, it was only her second fight, and she was already fighting for a title in lion fights, which is crazy. <laughs> Against the girl who's undefeated, who's the best in the world. Which is, yeah, ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And, and the one that she beat before that, I mean, was 20-0 also. So, you know, Cyborg really, you know, wanted to just put herself out there and, and learn, you know, these skills and, and fight. She loves to fight. So Here's a bigger question. Does Cyborg know about Sunfair? <laughs> she, will make, she will make 135 with Sunfair. Right? Well, there you go. <laughs> Jake's got the hookup. Okay, thank you. <laughs> All right, so uh, now this week, um, there's some uh, some really good fights this week, actually, starting with tomorrow night, Bisbing versus Tim Kennedy. Uh, I want Tim Kennedy to win. He's a friend of the show, mm-hmm. hilarious guy. It looks like he's gotten under Bisbing's skin based on these weigh-ins, him cursing him out, uh, <laughs> Bisbing going crazy. Uh, what do you, how do you see this fight going, Jake, I, Joe, Amber? Uh, I guess, in my mind, you know, Bisbing is just super intense, you know, and he basically, you see what you see him walking around the Fox Studios and, oh man, that's my, uh, you know, that's how he is in a fight, that's how he's in training, and so, you kind of know what you're going to get with him. Have you them. trained with him? I have. Um, again, super intense, goes 100%, you know, real hard. Um, obviously, his, his record speaks for itself, he's tough. Um, the thing is, Kennedy is very underrated, you know, not a lot of people know him. Um, he's obviously stronger than crap. He's, he's, I think he's one of the better well-rounded fighters in that, at the weight division. You know, he trains with guys that are, you know, obviously at the top of the game. 
Uh, his jiu-jitsu is really good. You know, Hodger Gracie didn't submit him, and I don't know. I just I just see different aspects of the game where he is a little better maybe than Mike, but Bisbing is so intense that that can take it out of you too. So take what are you saying? No, I was gonna say I think I do. I think Kennedy is one of the more underrated guys in the division. Um, it, it is. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a great fight. I think. Uh, I like both guys. I'm friends with both guys. You know, I've trained with both guys, but uh, I, I couldn't even. You know, and I know I'm doing this again, but I don't know who's gonna win this fight. It's <laughs> gonna be a great fight. I'm not just saying that because I'm friends with both. But <laughs> he put out a really it's funny a video, fight. a secret video of him training, and then uh, it goes secret video of Tim Kennedy training, and they go and he's sitting there, and then someone's hitting him with like pillows. It was one of the. <laughs> oh my god, that's uh, great. Yeah, Bisbang got all angry about, his, <laughs> about that video. So who would you rather sleep with, Bisbang or Tim Kennedy? <laughs> Neither. Neither. But you have no, you had to. I don't have to. Okay, fine. Right, okay. Uh, so <laughs> I'd rather start myself out. <laughs> yes, you'd rather sleep with you yourself. Too. Great. Uh, <laughs> Patrick Cote is taking on Kyle Noak tomorrow night. Uh, I want Cote to win. You know, another guy uh, who I, I like very very funny. Always emailing me jokes about himself. Um, <laughs> Wait, he sends you jokes. Sends about me jokes. Himself? Yeah, about himself. About to make fun of him. He, wow. he, he was like, he's like, it's he gets angry if I don't make fun of him. Yeah, look, huh. can, can, Canadians are a very special breed of, per, of people. Uh, <laughs> that being said, Kyle Noak is uh, a little younger, yeah, less weathered. I guess Does that be like you know, has a nice way of putting it. Less weathered. I don't know. Uh, I like both. I'm I'm gonna take Noak in this fight. He has had a little bit of a layoff. Um, but he is tough. He, he he works hard. I've seen him train. I've trained with him before. Um, and he is he is intense. He, he's one of those guys. He's very mentally tough. Um, I, I'm going to go with Noak. I'm actually, not to piggyback here, going to go with Noak as well. I think he's a Jackson Winklejohn guy, if I remember correctly. Yes. Um, obviously trains like a madman down there. Um, I, I remember Cote's last couple fights not being necessarily the most impressive, and that's right. probably why I'm leaning toward, more towards Noak. I remember when he fought Bobby Volker. I actually thought Bobby Volker beat him in uh, Canada. So did I. And that was kind of like a, hey, we just found a guy in KC like a week ago. If you want to, you know, he he can make weight, so he's gonna fight. And, and is that cool? And Cote, you know, I thought Volker beat him, and I was like, geez, yeah, you know. And so that that to me is the only reason why I'd probably go. With it's Volker. almost like he looked the most impressive in his last fight, in the fight that he lost against Kung Lee. Yeah, uh, which and it's just I mean Patrick Cote is a guy that in his prime was a beast. I mean he went up against Anderson Silva. He fought Tito. Uh, yeah. Fought Tito, yeah. and that was like a short notice. That was his debut, yeah. like at two or five. That was a short or notice. Yeah. <laughs> was it yeah. the War of '04? Because because so, somebody like had had to pull out of the fight, right? Yeah. And then yeah. He took it like yeah. real short notice. Yeah. He was in the uh, Canadian Army, which is. Shocking that they even have an army. Um, <laughs> I'm joking. Exactly. I don't. Need, I don't need angry Canadian <laughs> army tweets coming at me. You have, a, you, have a, you have a very nice ship or whatever you have up there. But uh, so skis, skis, and you know, Bieber. Have you been All to right. Vancouver? It's beautiful. <laughs> anyway, keep going. I, I know. I, I, I'm, I happen to be half Canadian. My mom. Uh, oh, my okay. mom's Canadian. So uh, I can. I can. I can make yeah, half nice Canadian. Joke. That's true. I swear to God, <laughs> I am. I don't know where she is. I haven't seen her since I was three. But she is Canadian gotcha, somewhere in Canada. Gotcha. So, all right. Now, this week, Saturday night, uh, UFC on Fox. I cannot wait. A lot of great fights. So many good fights this weekend. Uh, Charlie Brenneman versus Danny Castillo. That's on the prelim fight pass. I, I'm going with Castillo. That's uh, a 172, I believe, actually. Right? Yeah. No, that's, uh, yes, that's UFC 172. Yep, yep. You are right, man. Da- Daddy's on that fight. It's Fox Sports 1, buddy. That's, wow, look at you. That is next weekend. <laughs> that is, that is not next week. Ooh, Joe. Wow. Daddy opens up on Fox Sports 1 if anyone wants to watch that one against Yancey Medeiros. 
Yes, that's, that's right. The, but but the UFC uh, 170. That's the reason I knew that. Damn, you were good. <laughs> Thank, but Jake, we are replacing hey, you with has, Joe. He has a master's degree. Do you know that? Really? In what? He has a master's. Uh, sports administration. Let's not let's not get too too crazy. crazy. It's that's not. Still a, a, that's yeah, that's it's not. It's not mechanical engineering, degree. bro. Right. <laughs> still master's anyway. degree. So uh, this weekend, there's so many good fights. Uh, one of the guys that trained Javier Dos Anjos. Yes. Khabib, uh, the Russian. Oh yeah, Khabib. Nurmagomedov. That's gonna be a. a a, a fun be fight a scrap. to watch. And who do you like in that fight? I like I like Dos Anjos. I do. I, I like I said. I've trained. I've been training with him. Um, he just keeps a pace. It's gonna be. It's gonna be hard for for this guy to match. It's gonna be a fun fight to watch. I want to say the opening on Fight Pass this weekend is gonna be Mursad Bektic versus uh, Chaz Skelly. And I only know that too is because Mursad grew up in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. We used to train with him quite a bit. Uh, he's a phenom, 145 pounder, undefeated. Um, got picked up from I think he was fighting in Titan uh, and Victory Fighting Championships. Got picked up by the UFC on short time. Trains down at ATT there in Orlando now. I think that's probably what helped him get on that card. But uh, him and Skelly are fighting, and that's going to be a yeah, pretty good ask fight. Any of the guys from ATT, he is a monster. Yeah, and yeah, Mursad's going to probably run this dude over. All right, so this week we got some uh, some great fights. UFC on Fox is free, which is awesome. I love watching free uh, free fights on Wednesday night and then free on Saturday. You know, Bellator on Friday. It's just it's going to be a great. It's going to be great for fighting. It's just it killed my social life. I have, I, <laughs> I can now only hang out with girls now who know about fighting, and it, and it's. There aren't that many. Is that ever a buzzkill on your dates? <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes it goes, oh, so um, do you train UFC? Or, you know, <laughs> oh, the girls say that. Or, or I'll, I'll talk, they pretend to know. Oh, I, I like fighting, but I just like watching the, you know, I hate when the guys get all bloody. You know, or the girls yeah. like, it's sort of like, uh What kind of girls are you looking at? Uh, <laughs> I'm like, that's it's my called favorite Tinder. part. I'm like, <laughs> Tinder, yeah. I'm like shirtless men that beat each other up. That's my favorite part. I'm like, bleed away. Yeah, but that could be annoying too, though. If a girl's like, I just like, oh, I want more blood, or I want more. Even like when, when like Kenda was here, yeah, and she I was like, get knocked I want out. I wanted someone to get knocked out. I was like, yeah. really? Like, uh, I mean, Kenda, what? Come on, come on, <laughs> give me a break. I met Kendra, Kenda Perez. Yeah, yeah, she's a sweetheart. Yeah, she's, she's great. A beautiful girl, beautiful girl. So, now we're gonna talk about some of the fights coming up. Pat Healy is taking on Masvidal. Uh, Masvidal is a. Uh, Great She's fight. Great fighter. He started off fighting in, in a Kimbo's backyard, actually. <laughs> no, that's true. He was, he, he was one of Kimbo's guys. Really? really? He was one of Kimbo's guys. Wow. No. I thought you were joking. No, I swear. Okay. You could, you could wow. go on YouTube, look at, you know, he was one of the backyard guys in Miami. And uh, hmm. Pat Healy, another guy who, uh, great fighter. I felt bad when he got his, his, his money taken away from him. Oh, he, said, he said his wife wanted to kill him. And then the money went to Brian Caraway. So then basically wow, stuck out his finger and that, said, ah, I got your money. That created a storm. Oh. Yeah, Fairway. a shit storm. Oh, my gosh. No, I like, we, we, train, we used to train with Pat Healy. Actually. Yeah, Pat's a good yeah. dude. You fought Pat Healy, okay? Yeah, I fought him in, in Vegas back in, in 2007 in the IFL. And then when I was training at Team Quest up in, up in Gresham, Oregon, he, was, uh, he moved up there and, and we became good friends. Really, really nice guy. How, yeah. t- how tough is Pat Healy? Super tough. He has he a, bro- a twin brother, too, Ryan Healy. Oh, yeah. We trained with the Healy brothers. And, oh, really? Pretty cool. Is yeah. it like tag team? Yeah. <laughs> That's well, badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Battle Royale. Cool guys. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I really felt for the guy because he got fight of the night, and then he got it, and then his yeah, next fight was on. against Khabib, uh, and so it was sort of like, and then that Khabib is, look, I, I know that Dos Anjos is your boy, and I'm gonna root yeah. for him too, but Khabib is a guy that they threw in there wrestling a bear when he was like three years old. They have a video <laughs> of a guy wrestling a bear. I'm not even kidding. What? There's that's not actually Khabib, but I, I've seen. Are you the sure? Video. Yeah, it, that's just, <laughs> but that's what they do in Russia. They have like a bear like. Like a little baby bear, like, like on a, a thing, 
Yeah, and then they just have a kid, and they're like, I don't know why, but for some reason bears, like, why they don't want to go to their back. I, I do know why. No one wants to be, like, on their back. Yeah. And so, like, they're just so hard to do, like, to move. Have you wrestled a bear before? No, I have not. I'd, li- I'd like to. Yeah. But, yeah. But, like, you could see the kid. And, and I'm not, like, bear. a big furry man. I'm an actual, <laughs> an actual bear. <laughs> are, like, yeah, going to New York you know, City. They're, yeah, they're, like, hand fighting, trying to throw each other. That's crazy. That can't but, like, be safe to have a kid wrestle a bear. <laughs> I, don't, I'm, I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> I don't think That's so like either. when there was a guy, Jurov, a boxer, Jurov, Vasily Jurov, Vasily Jurov, mm-hmm. good boxer. He was from Russia, and they said that his trainer put him into a room with a tiger and had him fight a tiger for, like, 20 minutes to get him ready for a fight. <laughs> if you lose, you die. Like, there's no, like... <laughs> What I know. Are you gaining from that? No more motivation than I that. Guess I, zoo- <laughs> I guess they don't have. I guess they don't have zoos in Russia. They just anyway, yeah. Anyway, Ma- Masvidal Healy. I like Healy. I think he's more durable. Although Masvidal ATT home crowd gonna be gonna be behind him. Good fight. It looks like ATT versus the world on yeah. that card. But yeah, should be, I, should be cool. I like uh, I like Healy too. I want Healy to win. I like. I think Masvidal some, for some reason just can't get over that hump of being at that next level. He's mm-hmm. always right there, but he just seems to. And, and Pat Healy. You know, I, I think Pat Healy wins this fight. Yoel Romero is taking on Brad Tavares in the main event. Uh, should be a great fight. Yoel Romero, I was actually watching the other day the Kale Sanderson. Someone put it on the underground. The Kale Sanderson versus uh, Daniel Cormier final uh, in the finals of the NCAA's in 1980 something or, or, or <laughs> I don't know what year it was. But Cormier almost won that fight. He actually he was down by by like one. Mm-hmm. And, and he like he tried to like let him go in the third and just sort of like let him go, but then went and then. It was a terrible, like, he, he tried to cut him, but he didn't cut him all the way mm. and gave up a two-point. He was so close to beating Kale Sanderson. It was, uh, anyway, but this guy, Yo Romero, beat Kale yeah, Sanderson beat Kale three first, times. Yeah, that first year is in his international style. And Amber, if you don't know, Kale Sanderson is regarded as the second behind Dan Gable. Sometimes even people think he's better than Dan Gable. Mm-hmm. Up there, John Smith, Dan Gable, Kale Sanderson as the best Wrestlers. wrestler of all time yeah. and this guy Yoel Romero who was a uh, Cuban Olympian gold Cuban, medalist yeah, yeah. I think I don't know twice maybe yeah he was a world medalist a whole bunch he beat Kale Sanderson three times so that's how good this guy is in MMA he's the problem is that he's almost 40 years old mm-hmm. and he started MMA late he's only doing it for like four or five years mm-hmm. he's fighting well, res- Brad wrestling is good though I mean people that are wrestlers like mm-hmm. I find that I never bet against them ding <laughs> yeah. ding so, I like it's, it it's very true I'm in love. All right, so uh, <laughs> Yoel is taking on Brad Tavares. Who do you like? Why? Tell me. You know, <clears throat> I like... Um... Thanks, man. That's, uh, <laughs> really? That's... No, now you're just saying yeah, nothing? Was, Before it was no, like, was I don't right. know. Now it's... I was my. I lost my train of thought. I was thinking something else. Anyway, no. You're thinking about Yo, her? her. <laughs> no. Um, Waking up people with... All right. <laughs> no. Uh, you know what? You remember, he, he knows how to compete. Like I see, Olympic gold medalist. He's 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 got that mental toughness. That's gonna be a tough fight for Brad, I think. Um, you know, he's also a tough Hawaiian. But uh, I'm gonna go with Yol. Yeah. I'm hesitant to take Yol in this one because of his last outing. Uh, Brunson kind of handed it to him for two rounds. I shouldn't say handed it to him, but be, you know, easily won the two rounds on the cards. Uh, and, and Yol had to come back from behind. wrestling wise too. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think I was reading something too. Yol like has been taken down like six times in his in his ufc career and he has like zero takedowns literally and i was like wow that that's weird it might be like a johnny hendrix thing where he just doesn't put it together with strikes yet he just does one or does the other so do you I think he'll beat yol easily yol yeah I'm, i don't know johnny yeah okay. <laughs> johnny <laughs> hendrix yes um his mma wrestling is keep going <laughs> 
Okay, wow. All right, didn't mean to offend you. Uh, yes, you know what? Like uh, you said, Joe, um, Tavares has great cardio. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's great cardio. Uh, and he's beaten guys who would horrible. I mean, he beat Baroni. He beat other, he beat other guys. He's, he, looked, he looked pretty good his last fight. He struggled against Bubba McDaniel, uh, which if you're going to struggle against... I mean, that's the only thing where it's... I'm picking Yol in this by, by knockout because he's got vicious knockout mm-hmm. power. He's one of these guys. He's dangerous in every round of the fight. I, I went to a wrestling class with Brad Tavares, so hopefully he's not listening to this because I, I like the guy. I want Brad to win. All right, so Donald Cerrone versus Edson Barboza. Who do you like? Cerrone Barboza is obviously awesome fight, fight of the night for sure. Um, I personally, I don't know. I, when, I, when I think of Cerrone's fights, the only one that always comes to mind is that one against Diaz where he just his head stood in the middle and he just got tagged and tagged and tagged. And you, Barboza's a guy, if you get tagged by him, you're not going to stand there for 15 minutes and get tagged. You're going to fall down and the fight's going to be over. Um, that was his fifth fight that year, though. Yeah, I, I know. I, I, but I'm just saying that that's what comes to mind. Barboza, obviously, crazy striker. They both have good cardio. Both have good jujitsu. You know, that one's going to be a coin flip. I'd probably take Barboza by split decision. Jake? Uh, I'm going to go with Cerrone. I think he... Uh, yeah, same thing. Uh, Barboza's been he's been tagged a bunch. He's been he's been I, th- I don't know, I think he's been knocked out before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Varner definitely could be fight of the night. Um, but I, I'm that Varner fight that. could have been stopped a little. I think that might have been stopped a little early. That Varner fight mm-hmm. and uh, he had a lot of hype going into that fight. Uh, so that's the thing. Exactly to my point earlier, it's like people make these guys to seem like in their mind, like oh my gosh, you're, you know, it's like forget about that. Yeah, you got some guys who have no pressure going into a fight Silva. that are supposed to lose. You know, it's like there's no pressure on them. They go in there and they just they're gonna have fun. And it's like all, the guys that are supposed to win, it's like they have this big monkey on their back. It's, I was thinking about like, that too. Like I was thinking about the Mike Tyson fight. I have a Mike Tyson shirt when he when he knocks out Michael Spinks in 45 seconds or whatever it was. Yeah. And you, you mentioned that fight to anybody, and they go, oh well, Spinks was scared. You know, and Michael Spinks at that point was undefeated. He was, I think he was the, the champion at a light heavyweight. He went up to heavyweight to fight Mike Tyson. He was like, he was a gold medalist too. And it's amazing how a guy with that much experience in fighting and all the millions of rounds he must have sparred can still get psyched out and fall apart at that level. Yeah. Well, to me, it's like unbelievable. Cause you think, okay, oh, yeah. you get to that level but then again, you know, how many people have had Mike Tyson staring at them, you know, and, <laughs> which is not many. And one of the funny parts about that fight is that Mike Tyson, I, I read a documentary about him. He had, uh, I think he got the clap like a couple days before that from some hooker. <laughs> and he said he, said he had his, his girlfriend in the front row, his wife in the second, and some hooker in the third that he was all having sex with. But he was pacing back and forth because he had gonorrhea uh, and, he was, and his dick was burning. And wow. that, so that's why he was pacing back and forth so fast because of his burning penis, which I thought was a, another interesting tidbit. <laughs> huh. I, I fun, really should go on Useless Jeopardy. Yeah, that, is, a, that is a useless Jeopardy, but that would be a good one. <laughs> yes, I, I would do very well on Useless Jeopardy. Uh, now, Liz Carmouche versus Misha Tate. Wait, who, who do you think was going to win? Barboza. Uh, I think Cerrone's going to win. Is okay. it Cerrone or Cerrone? Cerrone. Cerrone. Cerrone's going to win. Uh, I think he's going... I, he's one of these dudes that, like you said, he wins fights that I don't think he's going to win. He, and he, I thought he was going to beat Diaz, too. I did, too. And yeah. then he lost that fight. But I just... I don't know. He's, he's broke. He's angry. He's motivated. Not that the other guy isn't, but I just... I think Donald's going to win. But I look... Picking fights is like, 
You you you're good at picking fight of the nights though. I'm good at picking fight of the nights. Picking fights is like dating strippers. It's just you never know which ones are gonna <laughs> chop off your penis and which ones are gonna marry you. Anyway, have you ever have you ever stripped before? No. No. Okay. All right. So um, Liz <laughs> Carmouche against Misha Tate. This I'm telling you, fight of the night right here. Mm. This is my fight of the night. I think. Uh, I, ah man, this is gonna be a, this is a tough fight to, mm. because Liz Carmouche uh, fights up to her competition, where I feel like Tate fights down to her competition, mm-hmm. except when she's you know getting like against Ronda, but uh, you know like Tate against Julie Kedzie, I thought Tate was gonna just kind of whoop Julie Kedzie, and that was a very very entertaining close fight against Cat. Mm. That was she, she, Tate's an exciting fighter. She is. Be it because sometimes you get sloppy and gets into these like. Wild exchanges. She gets tagged a lot. I noticed. Yeah, you know, by Brian Caraway. Well, um, <laughs> what? So, so and company. And and, and company. Really? And company. No, I have uh, no idea. So <laughs> I was like, "What do you know, Uh-oh. Joe Ellenberger?" <laughs> that was Jake that said that. Yes, Jake said that. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I don't know who this this fight. I don't know who's gonna win because Liz Carmouche also, uh, you know, she's got ridiculous power, not the best technique. She loves to stand and bang. I think Tate takes it. I think Tate does, too. Why? Mm -hmm. I just like Tate's intensity, and I think that she's hungry, and she needs a win, and I think Mm -hmm. that she's going to go out there and prove that she can keep it together and have a game plan and stick with it. She needs a better training camp, though. I, it seems like Misha. her. It seems like her corner, mm-hmm. Misha. It's, I, I don't know how she trains with her boyfriend. She I, is training in Vegas now. Okay. Uh, we, and um, I, I believe at Extreme Couture, maybe a couple places, but I know Robert Fallis has been working with her, who who's a pretty good coach. So Bobcat. I think there's been a little bit more direction. I think now. From, yeah, from what it, I'm seeing, I, I, I like again. I'm not in Vegas, but from. I mean, I'm could you train with your girlfriend if you had a, a girlfriend fighter? Wouldn't that be? Could I? Did you? Did I? <laughs> Thanks, Jake. So All right. So, no, I'm, no. You had a you had, you, no, you had a you had a girlfriend that was a fighter. I did. It, it's it's pretty well known. You talked about it before. Uh, she was. I, I I know you guys never went all the way, but um, but now did you train with her at all? We did. Yeah, we did at times. And now was it hard to train with her because you knew if you, you were hard on her that you, you wouldn't, you know? No, I mean it, honestly though, it's like. When you care about somebody, it's kind of like when I train my with my brother. It's like you, you, when you care about somebody, you're, you're gonna make it as realistic and uncomfortable as possible. Your brother's not yeah. gonna use teeth later on. I mean, so it's, yeah. it's a little different. <laughs> it's, I mean, that, that's that's a different story. It, it's hard to. It, it would be hard. I'm not. Yeah. I feel like it. It, it the more you have um, someone you know you're training with that you're. On a deeper level, with caring wise, you know, I, I actually think it's it's easier to, you know, make it tougher. I, I remember. But your boyfriend, your boyfriend and your brother are two different. Things. Your brother, you guys have been fighting your whole lives. Mm-hmm. You guys have been since Thanksgiving. This that. It's your brother. You he could punch you in the face, and things are gonna be okay. Yeah, but there's also. I mean, I I can remember times when we we're in the gym back in Omaha where. Someone would be like, okay, you know, that's good. You're done. You know, you've done all your rounds or something. And Jake's like, nope, he's not done yet. And they're like, come on, man. You know, no, you need, you need to push him. You know, and so, like, I think there, you need to have a voice of reason instead of, you know, and I'm not saying every coach is a yes man, but you, you get to a point where, you know, you, your growth stops because you're not challenging yourself and you're not getting uncomfortable. And I think it, it makes it's easier when you have someone there that actually cares about you, your well-being, your goals, your ambitions, to really push you through it. Well, let's look through history. I, and I, I, I totally respect what you're saying, and I agree with you to some extent. 
But look at the history. Has there ever been a, a guy, a boyfriend and girlfriend, or husband and wife, training partner, where one of them has been the champion? Cyborg. Okay, Cyborg uh, and her, you know, but that's, Another but he cyborg. wasn't the champion. She was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and But she was also the champion in a division where you could say that she outmatched and out. Strunk, you know, she wasn't really not the most most challenging division for at that time. I mean, there were there were challenges, but it wasn't like it is now. I don't like that. I don't like the the mixing. It's kind of like business and relationships. You know what I mean? It's like I I don't like to mix that. It's like you know when you're in the gym, it's like you're you're just focused on training, and and so it's just it's it's the whole just like any other job. So you're with me on this. They shouldn't be training together, Caraway and Misha. Or the train together, but not coach. Exactly, yeah. not not exclusively. No, right. She should be training with the best people she could find. But I mean, like, like him being in, in her corner is that you think that helps or hinders? Uh, yeah, I, again, I don't. It, it can it, it can help. I mean, that, that's who she feels comfortable with, I guess. Yeah. Know? But you definitely need a head coach. It shouldn't be your boyfriend. Right. I agree. Okay. Yeah. That being said, I still think Misha Tate wins this fight. How? She's, I think she's durable. I think she's going to get probably hit a lot, um, but. I think Carmouche gets discouraged when she hits people a lot as hard as she can and they don't fall down. And I, and even when I remember look, thinking back to when Misha fought um, uh, the girl who had knee surgery. You said her name. What the heck was her name? That she lost. It looked Misha, like oh, a Cat Zingano. Cat Zingano. So when Cat hit her and it looked like she dropped her, uh, I remember watching that and thinking she, that Misha was shooting a double leg. And I was like, man, I can't believe they stopped that. Well, then they rewound it and they played it again and, and it. She was shooting a double leg, I'm pretty sure. I don't think she ever, like, she yeah, got she, hit. But she was getting killed. But she, but I don't think she went out. But she still, I mean, in my mind, was going forward. She can take damage. She's shown, obviously showed that. I think she was shooting a, a, a takedown. And so I was like, that was a bad stoppage. Uh, yeah. But, you know what, Kim Winslow, I'm never going to defend her on <laughs> almost any decision she makes. I think she shouldn't be refing. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I, I, I after watching that, I watched it a couple times. I was like, whoa. And maybe I am a little bit like more compassionate towards women because when you see a girl get the, the crapping out of her, you're like, ah, mm-hmm. you know, versus a guy. But look, personally, uh, I would rather a fight be stopped too early than too late. Oh, yeah. yeah, I can agree yeah. with that. Um, and, you know, there are times like the Dan Henderson fight, I mean, Shogun, I thought that should I was like, man, this should have stopped oh, yeah. this fight. It Holy shit, this guy's sure. getting killed. And then he came back and, then and then won. He, and then so he ta- yeah, and then what he, do I know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the main event, uh, Verdum. Verdum. Travis Brown. Travis Brown. Yes, we're yes. doing Travis Brown. Sorry, it's a long day. I flew in, guys. I, I flew in this morning from uh, my flight. I had a flight from El Paso to L.A. And then halfway through, they're like, oh, we, we, we can't land in Houston layover. We're going to land in Austin. So I had to do a night over in Austin last night. And then they were like, we, we don't have a pilot that's, that's uh, awake right now. <laughs> so I, I, I got, like, I'm on two hours of sleep. So I apologize if I'm a little off. I'm off anyway. No if I'm more <laughs> off more than, off than, 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 I, than I should be. Verdum is obviously one of the best jiu-jitsu, one of the best um, on the ground in the world. Heavyweights, no no doubt about it. You know, submitting F- Fedor, the, uh, you know, it's going to really come down to strategy. If he can take this fight to the ground, he wins. If he can't, he doesn't. That's that's pretty clear. It's kind of like Chael versus Anderson Silva, in my mind. Um, yeah, if, if Travis Brown doesn't take this to the ground, it's going to be a it's going to be a tough fight for him to win. I have thought. Travis Brown was gonna lose like his last like three fights every time going into it, and he somehow finds a way to win. I, I honestly, and I'm I, and I'm always like, and I'm not like a Travis Brown hater, you know. It was just like his matchup, like Overeem. I was like, man, Overeem's gonna run this dude over. In Bigfoot, after well, I, Bigfoot did beat him. Um, it was Overeem and then somebody else, and I was just like, man, those are not good matchups for Travis. But he Brown. was getting killed by Overeem. Yeah, he was. But I, I mean, and, and 
my thought was always like, man, Josh you know, Barnett. He, he destroyed Josh yeah, Barnett. Yeah, Barnett it, it, with the elbow thing. And G- G- Gabriel Gonzaga was the other one. Um, but I don't know. He just finds a way to win, and, and he. I think he plays that fence game with with his wrestling defense really well. Like I at the beginning, I'm like, oh, it, he just happens to get stuck there, and then starts smashing his elbows into the guy's head, and he falls down. I'm like, oh, that was lucky. Well, he does it again, and I'm like, I think he's got a little strategy there where he keeps his back on the fence if he knows someone's going to shoot, and then uses that to his advantage. So. You know, I guess to piggyback what Jake said, you know, game plan is gonna is gonna win this fight. Such a strange uh, career because the fight that he lost to Overeem, I mean uh, to uh, Bigfoot, to Bigfoot, people were saying, oh well, it was his knee. He came in there with a bat. He he blew out his knee, so you can't really count that as a loss. And then he, he goes out there and he beats Overeem. But you could he, that could have been you stopped. could argue that yeah. that fight could have been stopped. Oh, Overeem beat himself. Awful game planning. Overeem being Overeem, yeah. you know, didn't take him didn't take him seriously. Did the same thing that Overeem against Bigfoot, where he gasses himself out. Okay, so then, all right, then he goes up against Gonzaga, and the Gonzaga fight, people were saying. I remember Rogan saying that he's Gonzaga's training in Boston with his like mailman, and I mean he wasn't <laughs> saying that, but he wasn't necessarily training with the best guys, and uh-huh. he's got to step up his camp. Mm-hmm. Then he, but Josh Barnett never looked worse than he did, and I so it's is it a matter of. Brown be, being better than everyone thinks he is, his opponents being worse, his opponents not showing up. It's yeah. always there's some, a lot of variables. A lot of variables in is. this guy's career where it, it's hard to pick. It's hard to say. Yeah. That being said, I think this fight comes down to Verdum's chin, because if Verdum could take the punches from Travis Brown, Verdum beats him because he's gonna see, he's better ten times better on the ground. Mm-hmm. I think Travis Brown was a college basketball player. I don't think he even started fighting until later on yeah. in his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, he trains over at Greg Jackson's camp, which is amazing, and he's got some amazing training partners. However, Verdum, being the, having the resume and being as accomplished as he is, has beaten some of the best guys in the world. Mm-hmm. And the only person to really stop Verdum, if I'm correct, in the last, what, 10 years Junior has been Dos Santos. Santos. Uh, so mm-hmm. who hits like a uh, that guy stopped Kane mm-hmm. you know yeah. the guy hits hits like a brick wall I mean mm-hmm. he was a I think he was a professional boxer before he was even a fighter at Dos Santos so can who am I picking Verdum uh, long story short which I already made it long Verdum I'm, I'm picking that next week next weekend UFC 172 when Joe's making his, his UFC debut um, that's a that's another great card a lot of good fights are we uh I think we're going to wait until next week to oh, cover the next gotcha. week's I race. won't be here. You're not going to be here. I apologize. Oh, shit. We will be in Baltimore. Baltimore. You're, you're going, oh, okay. Joe. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Mm-hmm. That's good for you, I though. Yeah, yeah. And it sucks you're not going to be here, but I'm happy that you're going to be with your brother. I mean, does it help having your brother in your corner? I think so. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's confidence in my mind, I guess. It's, you know, I think he believes in me that I'm the best in the world, and I guess I can only believe it, too, then. <laughs> Yeah, well, so I mean, well, you've only lost one fight, to, and that was a uh, five-round decision. Five-round decision yeah. when, when you were on your deathbed. Uh, so, yeah, so I mean, I'm that's, all right. that's yeah. not. That's, <laughs> you've, I mean, I mean, to me, like I said before, you've already won. I, I know. I mean, you, you're you're an inspiration. You, you accomplished more than ninety-nine point nine 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 times a million people ever accomplish. So that's amazing. And I hope you go all the way and Appreciate beat Sergio it. Pettis and beat 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 the rest of these guys. Uh, <laughs> So, I'd have to cut a lot of weight for Sergio. Yes. Anthony Pettis. And, 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 right, Anthony Pettis. I'll take that. <laughs> once, once, once again, I, my, my, my <laughs> lack of sleep. Lack, lack of sleep. He's actually getting an award after think after the fight, right? You're going somewhere to... Yeah, there's a, they have a NORD, the National Jays for Rare Disorders, is, is who uh, funds a lot of the PNH patients, and I'm like kind of the, I guess, big head of the community. Um, I do quite a bit of stuff for the PNH Foundation and stuff, and so, yeah, they're... 
I guess they're giving me an award. I'm not even sure what it is. I got an email like two days ago on the way to the gym. I haven't I read it, but I kind of skimmed it because I was actually driving. And I'm not supposed to drive and be on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm excited. I mean, it's now how old cool. and, and how old are your are your kids? Uh, 18 months and two weeks. So when your 18 month kid complains, you're like, listen, buddy, you have, you have no idea how hard I had it. <laughs> like, you know, you're complaining over, over milk and, and, I'm, and <laughs> I, I, I almost died. Now I'm, I'm in the UFC. I mean, is that something that you're going to Yeah, do? and then she just, she'll just shake her head at me. No, she shakes no, her head. She no, care. she'll say, well, those animal crackers are on the ground and I'm going to eat them now. <laughs> Move. <laughs> Fair enough. No, Amber, do you have any other kids other than the two that you inherited from Jenna? No. Oh, no. Okay. So no, I mean, he, well, and Tito has, a, Tito has another son as well who's... <laughs> 13 Jacob, years right? Old. Yeah, Jacob. Yeah, so he's, he's getting old, yeah. though. I know. He We're comes out all the time, so it's great. He, he wrestles, too, right? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, he took fifth in the state this year. Ooh. So. so did, did, did the kids ask, why did mom get hotter? <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't actually say anything about it, to be honest with you. I mean, their, their favorite thing is being on their iPads and watching cartoons, and we go to Disneyland almost every week. So Really? Yeah. Can I come? <laughs> sounds amazing. We should do like a, a, an MMA roasted. Yeah, we should do a roasted live from Disneyland, Disneyland with you and Tito and the kids. I, I, think that, I think the fans would like that. That would be awesome. And then Dana can come. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Now, Tito, does Tito like, does he like have a dartboard with Dana at home? Does he no, have... you know what? Here's the honest truth is that he doesn't hate Dana. Dana hates Tito, like with a passion. There, Tito doesn't. He just dislikes the way that Dana runs business. That's the at the end of the you know at the end of the day, it came down to money and business and how and how their professional relationship started to be personal and it wasn't professional anymore. It was personal. So no, he doesn't hate him. He just you know it, it is what it is. Did he really not show up to the boxing match? Did no. He, what, what's the story behind that? He they agreed upon a money amount and there was no contract signed and no money mm-hmm. done and. And he said, well, unless there's a contract, I'm not coming. And Dana said, there's no contract. So he's like, you better just show up. And he, he's like, well, I'm not showing up without getting paid. He's like, I know you're making money off this. I'm make, I want to make money off of it, too. All right. So that's, that's, that's Amber's version. That is, the, the, that is the truth. That is the, it was a business transaction. So who, who would have won that boxing sparring match? I, well, supposedly, the word on the street... Or on the underground <laughs> th- thread is that Dana used to beat up Tito in boxing uh, back in the day when he was training Tito. That he uh-huh. he would he would he would whoop Tito's ass in boxing. Uh, in MMA, Dana says that Tito would have killed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any? Does Tito ever talk about that? The boxing sessions you have with Dana is that true? No, I mean, as far as I know, I mean, obviously, like they train together, but you know, I know Dana taught box like box aerobics it wasn't like boxing boxing so i mean i love dana i'm sorry but that's exactly what it was so i mean wait wait like like an aerobics class have you like, seen like, the picture it's online no it's online he has like the little earpiece in and everything to, and, and you see all, right no, you see all he, the he chicks about it. yeah it was on his it was on his wiki page and i told him about it i was like just so you know you have a box aerobics like boxer boxer size it was boxer sizing okay yeah, yeah. Huh. He, he taught a woman's boxer size class, but yeah. but but he also was a, a supposedly a, 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 a good boxer. I heard he was. I heard he was a, a I, good boxer. Yes, but yeah. I still think that Tito would beat him in boxing. Yeah. All right. Does Tito ever talk about it? No. No. Only when people ask him. Okay. Yeah. It's not like a thing that we talk about on it. <laughs> yeah. Like, go home. How you doing? How was your day? 
I, I don't know. I, just, I really wanted to get my sparring session with Dana. And <laughs> it, it didn't happen. And so I'm kind of uh, bummed about so it. So I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> now, we have to have talk. So did Tito tell you about Kevin Randleman calling him out? No. So Kevin Randleman came on our show and uh, really wants to fight Tito. Mm-hmm. And he hates Tito. Mm-hmm. He says that when Tito was sick, Kevin Randleman called him up and wished him well. And then a week later, Tito went on a show and called him a, a steroid freak monster. And now... He hates Tito Ortiz. He found out about uh, where Tito was and ran to try to fight him. He wants to fight Tito Ortiz. Now, will you relay that? And we, we want to get them both of them on, on our, our, our podcast. We think having Tito here and Randleman on the phone they're gonna, would be, oh, so would they're be great. They're going to fight in here. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, just have him on the phone. Do you think he would fight Kevin Randleman after he beat Chomenko? I mean, yeah. I mean, if the money's right, he's going to fight anybody they put in front of him. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't think Tito will back down from any fight. So that's true. Got to respect that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin was not. Um, he was very vocal about how he felt about the situation. So it was it was quite an entertaining phone call, though. I but, just think um, I, you know it's funny as I just think that like the the amount of hate and and energy people put into this is so silly. Like I mean, but, but he's honestly, also a very good heel. At the end he, of the day, he plays it very well. Oh, of course, because he t- you know what it is. Tito takes himself very seriously. Yeah, and I'm sure he does it behind closed doors. Right, and even when I was like talking to him, he had, when I met with him, he was a super very nice, p- polite, sweet guy. But the image he has is like, is like kind of a same with Bisbing yeah. of guys that you could get under their skin and get like yeah. like and, and if he wasn't like that it wouldn't be as fun for people to kind of of course you know sure. Sure. so he, well, he, he definitely plays that very well he just well. has so many fans and even from like the day one funny mm-hmm. enough my grandma when I was like in high school <laughs> got me a punishment hat from the internet from Beanie like the Hill. first Tito Ortiz one ever because yeah. I watched him fight once and I was like that's so awesome got one for Christmas that's I still awesome. have it. Actually. A in a T-shirt, actually. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's awesome. I didn't, I didn't even know what MMA or UFC. No, was, neither. Well, neither of us. Really I had a Tito Ortiz condom at one point. And, uh, <laughs> it, was, it said like, did it say punishment on it? It said punishment. <laughs> yes. And it didn't fit. It, it didn't fit actually. No, it was way uh, <laughs> too big. And it was way. It was like a beanie. It was a beanie. I actually slept in it. It was my sleeping bag. And, um, <laughs> now, are you gonna are you gonna work Tito's corner against Flamenco? Absolutely not. <laughs> you don't think maybe like like I think I remember how Macho Man had Miss Elizabeth. You could have Tito could have you, and then you could flash Flamenco before Woo. the fight, and then he could look at you, and then he Tito could knock him out. I don't think he needs that kind of help. I don't, I don't know. We had a, a Flamenco <laughs> was in rain once, and we we had a we were fighting. We 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 uh, I didn't know who he was at the time though, because you know there's a there was a bunch of Russians that came in the gym. And we were, it was like Red Dawn. Yeah, and he, and he was just—he <laughs> <laughs> was, was trying to hurt exactly me. Exactly like Red Dawn. <laughs> and we ended up getting it. We were. We Who were, won? Well, I did. So you're the Bellator oh, champion. I, no, I didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying we 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 had we got into it, and I didn't I didn't know who he was though, and it's like we're wrestling, and he's like. You, did, you could beat Slamenko and 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 uh, on Adam, the I same can night. Be anyone in the world. All right, but on the same night, Hendricks and, and Slamenko versus same night. You. I don't know. That'd be, boom boom. That'd be a tough Easy. night. Tough. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I think you can, Jake. So just but. so you know. <laughs> just put it out there. Just put it out there. <laughs> All right. So now, do you have any hot friends that put out that are kind of cougars too? No? <laughs> I'm just saying. And you're not a cougar. You're, 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 oh, way, you. you're like what? You're like a puma. puma uh, you're, you're like a cheetah. No, you're like 20-something. 20-something? <laughs> no. Really? Yeah. How old are you? 36. You're 36? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I had no idea. Wow. Thanks. Damn. <laughs> you look way hot. I mean, you look hot for f- 
17, fucking 36. <laughs> 18, at 18 I have to say, right? Yeah. Yeah. You look hot for, 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 for 18. You don't look 36 at all. Uh, you, Dad, nice work. So, Jake, do you have any hot cougar friends in the friend zone that you can maybe lend over to Adam? Here yeah, or? seriously. I, you know what? Actually, I think I do. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, look at Just that. friends. Oh, come on. Well, I mean, oh, that's just for you. Start I mean, you can oh, start that way. Yeah, start yeah, the friend yeah. zone and then friends. see what happens. I mean, Who is it? That'll interest you. I, I, Adam, I, we'll talk later. All right, nice. <laughs> S- set there me up. Go, see? What? Yeah. I'm, that I'm, worked out. Yeah, there you go. Nice. So you don't, you don't have any hot playmate friends? No, all my friends are in Vegas and they're all crazy. And they're, Perfect. So most of them are like with somebody, but. Crazy girls are the best in bed. Do you like are you like the uh, you like tattoos or what are you into? Do you like Asians? Into? Kind of Asians yeah. with tattoos and implants. I want, I want to keep it real. Last thing, Nick Diaz says he won't fight for under five hundred k. Five hundred thousand dollars is what he will fight for. Let him walk. Let him walk. Let him walk. It is kind of though. I have to say, uh, it is kind of unnerving. Not unnerving, but I, I understand. Like it's all about you know it's a business and this and that. But it's like someone like like Pacquiao got twenty six million for that fight against you mm-hmm. know and and Bradley got six million and some of these guys like I I'd, I'd rather watch Ellenberger and Robbie Lawler than Pacquiao versus Bradley any day of the week you know I, I I would love I, he mm-hmm. and, and, I, and look it doesn't maybe it doesn't it's a business model it's point one 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 percent of the boxers who actually make any money most boxers make no money mm-hmm. it's a whole different business model than ufc it's a, it's, it's ufc is the brand versus boxing is the sport I, I i get all that but does it bother you sometimes as a fighter like when, when you two guys as fighters when you see these guys like like do you think okay some of these guys are making three and three or four and four mm-hmm. and you're just like oh well how come this how come this boxer is making 50 or a hundred thousand or talk about that for a second yeah i mean i I think the business model in the UFC, and, and it's a business model that's helped them grow to be a billionaire, you know, company. So, you know, hats off to them. But you know, they have the really big pond with all the fish that are, you know, making money. The, the type of money I'm making right now, you know, with them. And so it's, and then you you, you have your upper echelon where you, you know guys that I think they consider company guys, pot committed, ten probably ten plus fights, you know, are in this middle range. And then you've got your champs. You know, in the high range, and, and I think even the champs aren't making, you know, boxing money. Yeah, and, and that's why you see guys like Tito, Rampage, those guys kind of, when they can get that kind of money somewhere else, that's just a business decision. It's not that he doesn't like the UFC; it's that, you know, right. he likes money. Well, yeah, which day, is it's fine. Business. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And the thing is, I don't know. I'm not like uh, uh, to anybody's point. I'm not putting down the UFC and paying uh, not paying enough money because I don't know the exact business mm-hmm. model. I didn't. I, I should pay more attention in class. Honestly, <laughs> I, I I didn't pay attention to my macroeconomics or microeconomics. I got D's in both. So uh, in fact, and I'm very underpaid as a comedian. So you know, you are. That being said, you know, I, I hope to one day get to the point where I could see you know Jake and you guys making twenty six million dollars a fight because yeah. that's what, because it's you know. I think I think a big problem also is the money is that streaming online is that so many people aren't paying for this shit. Mm-hmm. I, I can't tell you how many friends I have that are like oh they go on to like these 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 websites and and, and they, they 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 watch it for free, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that that's got to take money out of your pocket. But no? still, the general public is paying. So mm-hmm. I mean, they're still mm-hmm. making absurd amount of money on pay-per-view. So it's, sure. yeah, right. you know, the, it, it, it boils down to how they're, you know, paying their fighters. And unfortunately, their fighters are not reaping the benefits like they should be, I don't believe. Now, do you want to go back to the UFC? No. No. 
No. I don't know. They, tomorrow they called and said, we want you back. No. You'd say no? Yeah. Come on. Why would I? Because I, I read on the internet that you said you would. Oh, I mean... <laughs> well, that's, that's truth. Internet. That's true. Yeah, yeah you oh, know, everything be. on the internet Sorry. is true. I mean, you know, a year ago, two years ago, maybe. But, you know, now I'm in a place where I want to kind of make my job more versatile. And I'm actually talking to Attack Poker, who is partners with Bellator, to hopefully be doing interviews with them and doing backstage interviews with fighters and... Oh, by the way, I, I read your resume mm -hmm. online mm -hmm. and you got to take off a couple things. Okay. The featured extra work, take oh, that this off. This is so old. All right. Like, these are so old. I don't know why. Like, it, literally my website <laughs> has been up there for like well, 10 years. I'll state that shit because you're know, way too good to. for a feature. I mean, that's like, I know. that's like, you know, being the honor roll at DeVry's. Like, it's, not, <laughs> it's not very impressive. You're, you're, it's you're, you're, you are, you're, you're a star. You're, yeah. you're mo a big time you. model. And well, I, I need somebody you know. to do my website for me. I just, there we go. Somebody needs help. <laughs> Jake's got a guy, Lunar Pages. Lunar Pages. Boom. There you go. Lunar Pages have to do read your, because you, you shouldn't be having that on your website. Best. I know. Web right. okay. To kind of, to, to kind of touch what you were talking about earlier, like from the fighter's perspective, it's like, it comes down to like, money plays a big factor in, in motivation. I always feel like, it, I, it, what fascinates me is always why people fight. And so when it's like, when people start asking for ridiculous money, it's like, well, what motivates you to fight? You know what I mean. So you, you kind of, you, they're, they're, I think within a lot of with a lot of fighters, they're they're kind of running that line. Well, are you just fighting for money, or you know what I mean? So it's kind of it changes the reasons why you fight. But well, Diaz says he's, he never loved fighting. That's what he said. Uh, I mean, according to some I did article, I mean, which I, I think he's lying to him. So I don't know. I think he's, I don't think that's true. Well, I think that, that's I, honestly that's all he can do. And you, you, know you would be. I, mean? you, I don't think I don't you can get that good at anything without loving no. what no. you do. <laughs> And I love this podcast. So uh, hopefully, thank you, Fox Sports. Thank you, DJ Shrope. Uh, thank Big you thanks to Sunfair. Sunfair for supplying us with food. And I hope him and Angie Everhart are doing their thing right now. <laughs> uh, you can actually check out my meal plan. It's on my website, ellenbergerjs.com. They have the Sunfair. Everything's laid out from, for the whole week. So check out Sunfair. And where can people – all right, let's start with Amber. Where can people find you? Twitter website? Uh, my Twitter is UFC Amber Nicole, and it's A-M-B-E-R-N-I-C-H-O-L-E. -E. Um, and then Instagram is probably what I'm most relevant on right now. I just, I'm on that more religiously than anything else, and it's Amber Nicole Miller. Nice. Yeah, yeah I followed you on, recently on Instagram. That's why I, I'm looking at you and the, the kids in the car with Tito. It's a, it's a, it's a very... Dysfunctional, beautiful family. All right, uh, <laughs> it's not dysfunctional, though. It's very healthy, normal. Oh, absolutely. Functional. Yeah. When I think of you and Tito and Jenna and John Wood, normal. All right. So, <laughs> Joe Ellenberger, where, where can people find uh, you? You can hit me up Twitter, at Joe Ellenberger. Uh, same with Instagram, uh, Facebook, Joe X Caliber Ellenberger. I'm all over. And watch his UFC debut next weekend in Baltimore, live on Fox Sports 1. Jake, where can people find you? Uh, at Ellenberger MMA on Twitter or same thing Ellenberger MMA on Instagram and uh, with me it's at Adam Comedian or at MMA Roasted I will be headlining the Comedy Palace this weekend in San Diego Friday and Saturday night San Diego Comedy Palace and then uh, I got shows coming up in Marco Island Canada Calgary Alberta all over the world uh, Kentucky Louisville you feel sorry it. for all of them. Yes. <laughs> You're going to be offended in every state. So, uh, adamhunter.com. Thank you to the beautiful Amber Nicole Miller Ortiz. Um, <laughs> thank you, Joe Ellenberger. Woo! Thank you, Jake. Good luck in your fight. Thank you, DJ Trope. Thank you, Fox Sports, thank for you, having Fox us on. Fox Sports. Your show.